0: Fear the endless wilds of the mortal realms, for therein lurk monstrous things. Twisted amalgamations of man and beast filled with a burning desire to see the wonders of civilization torn down and despoiled. Born from the primordial power of chaos itself and imbued with bestial strength, these creatures can survive in the most inhospitable places imaginable. There, they gather in immense herds, stirring themselves into a frothing rage beneath looming, rune-scarred totems before loping forth in search of prey. Once, the beasts of chaos ruled over vast and teeming territories. The kingdoms of Elf, Man, and Dwarden alike cowered before their terrifying might. The blasting of Brayhorns seemed certain to herald the death throes of Enlightenment, and the de-evolution of everything to a primitive state of barbarism. That was before the gates of the heavens were hurled open and the armies of the god-king Sigma returned to seize control of the realms in the name of order and justice. For the first time in centuries, the beast herds were sorely bloodied in battle, forced to retreat back into the darkest corners of the wilds. Those warped, festering places where the corruption of chaos had soaked deep into the lands. Yet there are few things more deadly than a wounded predator. The era of the beast has broken across the mortal realms in a surging tide of bestial slaughter, whipping the Gorkin into a frenzy. Once more, the Hinterlands echo to the thundering hoofbeats of charging beastmen and the maddening cries of mutant abominations. With axe and bloodied horn, The beasts of chaos make war against the nations of the so-called cultured races, taking bitter satisfaction from each city or fortress they reduce to a smoldering, corpse-strewn ruin. Let the Brayhorn sound, and the city dwellers cower in terror, for the hour of the Alpha Beast has come. Welcome to the Garage, you tools. For the next three hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way bringing you beast lords and doom balls and all sorts of great phrase. I'm Dave Whitech, and with me as always, who shall be in just a moment, my co-host, Chris Walker. I am sorry, before we get going, that this episode is coming in so late, we're trying, we're going to be packing in two real close to each other this month, um... No excuses, nothing I really want going to go into. It's just uh, so much stuff coming in, so much cool stuff, and uh, it's almost hard to digest it all and get stuff out right now. It's crazy. But uh, real quick, before we get going, I do want to thank the sponsors. That includes Chaos Org Superstar, Chaos Arc Superstar, Chaos, Superstar. Chaos Superstar, and Six Squared Studios, Six Squared studios for all your basing and MDF needs and stuff like that. Also, let's not forget Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. That's right. Also, I want to thank our Patreon sponsors, those listeners who feel this show is actually worth their hard-earned dollar. Uh, they're the ones who keep the lights on and keep this show going, and I just want to thank each and every one of them. And That includes our associate producers, Jake C and James Brown, and our new associate producer, Old Man Yeti. Um, Our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patrons, including Old Man Yeti, but also Liz Apke and Glenn Huntley and Kyle Hinterweger, or is it Hinterverger? I'm not certain if it's Hinterweger or Hinterweger. There's a W, but my Eastern European is kicking in, wants to pronounce that W as a V. I hope I did it right, Kyle. And I want to thank you and every single other Patreon patron. Past, present, and future. Thank you all for being part of the almost 1% who make this show and all the things we do on it possible. That's right. Um, also, voicemail, if you haven't, if you didn't know we have voicemail, you're probably not listening. But uh, if you did want to call and leave a voicemail, you would call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial zero zero, and then one seven five seven g h show six uh, I have several voicemails, but I really kind of want to get into the book um we are gonna do all the voicemails next episode, which is like in like four days um but I just want to get the this uh beast of chaos going, and next episode is going to be a little more hobby uh tilted um just talking about what we're doing, adepticons coming up, things like that so uh. Yeah, I just we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do hobby next time. And we're gonna do all the voicemails and all. So if you did want to get a voicemail, and we've already got like three or four, why not add yours to the mix? If you're hearing this, uh, yeah, we, that's just it's what we do. It's the awesomeness that is the Garage Hammer voicemail. So listen, I am gonna take a break already. Just get this in, the, get this going, um, and when I come back, Chris will be here, and then we will um, we will bring in the beast of chaos cuz it's it's so awesome we'll be back And we are back. Chris. Hey. Hello. What's that? going on? But hey, too much, not too much. Woo-hoo. So, uh yeah, I already apologized profusely for us coming in so late on the month with this one. This is totally on me. Um it's just been no a worries. busy, busy life, man what can you do you gotta do yeah. what you gotta do mm-hmm. um, so beasts of chaos, yep, here they are. How much you like in this one, huh? it's cool it's a pretty i uh the lore is interesting mm-hmm. and i i
1: I think
0: this might be a pretty good set of rules for these guys,
1: yeah, i mean it seems it's it's
0: i mean it's it it's seems better than it was.
1: Yeah, it's more uh, interesting than it was.
0: Yeah. Um I mean as as might
1: not be as strong as it was.
0: Well, and as long as I've been playing this game, these guys have kind of been the whipping boys. <laughs> you know, they they like they had some decent cool things like I I've played this against, you know, uh, you know, against uh Johnny Hastings when he was playing it. Mm-hmm. Um but it always kind of felt a little one-trick pony-ish. Yeah, with the ambush. Yeah. Um, and even this, like, every, you know, I'm, I'm reading this, and Harrison and I were sort of making fun of it a little bit because it's like, oh, yeah, they have ambush rules, which is like what? Well, it's kind of like where every other army can just sort of drop in anywhere on the game, but they can't. They have to drop in near the board edge. It's like they have this cool rule that makes the rule worse than everybody else's <laughs>
1: rule. <laughs> Well, they have like more things they can do from ambush. There's a lot cool.
0: of interesting things they can do from ambush. That's the one yeah. thing I was noticing was you mm-hmm. can kind of you can just drop out. Like certain guys can drop out and pop up on some other board edge. Yeah, and, and um, they can
1: shoot from the board edge. Yeah, there's interesting yeah, rules where yeah your general can be ambushing and still use his abilities and stuff. yeah. You just kind you got to cool.
0: mark what part he's he's yeah where is he doing this from this is where he's mm-hmm. at uh, wow yeah. okay yeah so there are there are some interesting things it this feels like it could be a fun it could be a fun book yeah. and I, I've always wanted like I just I've never done a beastman army mm-hmm. I I but I I like I think I love like almost every single model in
1: this yeah army I just really like them you know yeah, I ha- I have a lot of the old stuff for these guys
0: <laughs> yeah it's cool I've seen it.
1: Mm-hmm. I like the old Minotaur's, the old metal Minotaur's. I have a ton, I have a bunch of those, which I think yep, are cool. Yep. And then, like some of the units in here are like, they're like duplicate units from other books, but have different rules, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, but it's but because they're not exactly
0: like the Chaos Spawn for everyone else is Chaos Spawn for that, but these yeah. Chaos Spawn are this. It, it, there's something very interesting about this book, and we'll get mm-hmm. into it when we start talking about it, but. I like the explanation of how they are truly a sort of chaos undivided, yeah, and how they see themselves as above, even you know, in in their in. I don't not saying they're more powerful than the chaos gods. They don't think that necessarily, yeah, but they do see themselves as above them. Like you guys mm-hmm. limit yourselves by having these, yeah, this this one facet of chaos, whereas we are pure. And I. I mm-hmm for something the so primordial filthy- K, I think these are primordial a lot in this book. Right. And, uh, yeah, that word comes up a ton. Um, I like how the, some of the filthiest, grossest, most disgusting creatures in the mortal realms see themselves as the most pure. It's, yeah. that, you know, <laughs> um, now, uh, I, I did mention before the, the break, next episode, we're going to be talking some hobby stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, we got some voicemails and things we're going to do. I'm kind of skipping all of that this episode just because we're going to have time to do it You know, when we record yeah. later this week. Um, and, and I just say, remind me, we got to talk about all the new Seraphon stuff they've been dropping because oh, yeah. holy mackerel. Yeah. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I guess we can That yeah, book's not coming out, but those previews and that thing they showed today with the what's the the is oh. like the salamander, the yeah.
1: yeah, super cool. <sighs> well,
0: it's about time. That was one of the things everybody it's like oh, you, this thing is still metal or fine cast or whatever it is, but it's like yeah. Yeah, the new sculpts we're seeing, I'm excited. One of the things that really gets me excited is all the people who are playing or who have played Seraphon. And even back in the last Lizardmen uh, edition, they got like one or two models. Like I think, you know, the one before that they had like.
1: They got like a new dinosaur or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, they had the big dinosaur. And then the one they got the new, just like a new, uh, like a piece of terrain. Like, their piece of terrain was, like, their new thing oh, last yeah, time. Oh, yeah, the
1: temple. The temple. Yeah.
0: And it was like, they and we were literally just complaining about this, how you get a release with one new model. Yeah. And, I mean, I get what they're doing, but some, that just feels disappointing at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but we looked at all that new stuff for Seraphon. I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. Uh, I'm so excited to see another line get a, getting a, a bunch yeah. of stuff updated. I think the
1: last release was they got a new, like, the Mage Priest model got redone. yeah.
0: They got yeah, yeah. They had one or two yeah. I mean there was one or two things, but this looks like there's going to be a lot of new things.
1: Like yeah. and I'm like yay. So, so the new thing that comes out. So they still have salamander hunting packs, razor dawn hunting packs. So this is going to be a new. Is it going to be something that's pack.
0: not a salamander or a razor don possibly? Because I did see the name was not salamander or a razor. I mean we could talk yeah. about this next episode. Yeah, 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 I just yeah, but yeah. I. Yep. I'm talking about I love these sculpts. I think mm-hmm. this thing looks awesome. Yeah, it's really neat. Um Yeah, uh that's an that's an army that I is very tempting mm. to me. When it first it's so weird. When I first started playing this hobby, there were certain armies that I was actually really drawn to, and certain armies I was like, I would never ever want to do that. <laughs> uh, okay. When I first started playing Seraphon, I don't want to play dinosaurs. Uh yeah. Orcs, I don't want to play dinosaurs jokey clown princes of warhammer world orcs are dumb (laughs) now they're like my favorite it's like it's funny how things you know change Mm -hmm. as you start to play it more and more but that's neither here nor there my friend we are here today to talk about the beast men so let's dive into this lore because the beasts of chaos are pretty cool yeah um now the opening, I'll tell you. There's a couple of things. Was there anything that stood out to you that you really liked? Because I got a couple of things in my notes here. Games Workshop um, was nice enough to preview uh, the, uh, the you know the 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 PDF of the of the book for us, right? And uh, I took copious notes for this.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> but, I went out and bought a copy of it. So I did you? Here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I still have to go out and get mine, but I'm still working on my notes. But mm-hmm. I like they talk about the the how like that the primal fear that humans have of yeah. the wilderness and the thing is because of this mm-hmm. is because they still remember back when
1: yeah the age of myth yeah before the age of myth actually yeah see and there was
0: something that did confuse me and we'll get to that when it pops up but like they are the thing that deep and deep down humans and even some dwarden and elves Fear like Mm -hmm. there's things in the Forest and noises you hear that Because they were There so long ago hunting and and Being the monsters that they are that it's Sort of ingrained in Us now to fear those noises In those places
1: it's like like the boogeyman you Know yeah yeah the beast man
0: I like how it Says they're a dark mirror of humanity a terrible Glimpse at the savagery and feral cruelty That lurks at the heart of all living beings Mm -hmm. And how they they can be transformed into these things. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why, but it reminded me of when the kids all turned into jackasses at Pleasure Island (laughs) in Pinocchio. (laughs) Wow.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hey, honestly, if you've read the book, it's, it's the book. If you ever read Pinocchio, like the yeah, original the book, dark. The it is dark. dark. Yeah. And I mean, I remember one of the one of the donkeys, like, is trying to warn Pinocchio, and the guy comes over and starts petting it and bites the donkey's ear off. Like, yeah, it was. Br- <laughs> and even as a kid watching the cartoon, when Pinocchio's yeah. buddy it's like terrifying. starts screaming and his hands turn into hooves and his yeah. his screams turn into the hee haw, and yeah, I was yeah, just the like haws, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I kind of I kind of feel some of that, like when I you know when i'm when i'm when i was reading through this mm-hmm. um, the descriptions of them in in this first opening the you know the actual physical descriptions the elongated mm-hmm. sloped heads in the manner yeah. of herbert very good descriptions yep. um, they but- used
1: to have a lot more sculpts for beastmen back when they did metal miniatures right like the, like the like the classic you know citadel metal guys there was a lot of different ones
0: Right, because you only they only yeah it wasn't kits where you could mix and match and pick different horns. I mean, Mm -hmm. now you have some variety because you could pick different types of horns and different this and that. But before, they had to have ten or twenty different actual different sculpts because they were metal and you weren't really going to be unless you were unless you were one of those hobbyists who can sculpt and add things on. You you know that's all you had. I actually miss. You know, the stuff I liked were the Pestigore and then oh, and yeah. the Corn Gore. And, corn Gores, yep. <laughs> yeah, those are cool models. Although now it looks like we're getting some of that stuff back. So it's like, oh,
1: okay, all right. Yeah, it's interesting that they put, you know, Zangores in here.
0: I thought that was a little weird personally, but if That's
1: you're going to put in Corn Gore and
0: Pestigore and that stuff, then they you kind of got to put them in here. Mm-hmm. Um,. Now, this really, this opening part, though, this the nature of the beast, this first page of text, that very end of page four, I think, is really important. It talks about how hideous they are and how terrifying they are. Um, When not raiding and slaughtering, this cavalcade of horrors indulges in deranged bacchanals, festivals of violence, drunkenness, and gluttony that always end in gory sacrifice. And... I like this. I feel that that's that like as I was reading that I felt that was important. These are mm-hmm. not mindless monsters. I mean they fight in great herds and they and they scream and they have their own weird tongue and they seem like mindless brutal monsters rushing in and just killing everything they see. Um but they're not mindless monsters. They are monsters of mindless violence. Yeah. They are monsters, and the violence they they caught, you see it happening. You're like, oh, this is just, you know, it's not like it, everything is going to be destroyed. And that's what I mean by mindless violence. When they're mm-hmm. coming in, I mean, there are actually parts in here saying that when they leave, there are no stones, no two stones left on top of each other type of yeah. destruction. Yeah, it you says know? they are the
1: embodiment of anarchy and the heralds of ruin, desolation, and debasement. They are, they are true children of chaos, is what it says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they and because of that
0: there is no uniformity in their physical appearance, which varies greatly from region to region. Um And it's it's really now what they want though, and this is the thing that I never quite got, you know, and I they they've probably mentioned it in the other books, you know. Um but this idea that they just want to reduce everything to a vast wilderness.
1: Yeah. Yep. Like, kind of like the, guy, like, like the gyron. you know they. Yeah. That's what, that's that's the that's the realm that they highlight in here is mm mm-hmm. and that's kind of their. But place.
0: they want to reduce everything to that. No civilizations, no walls to hide behind. Everybody needs to be in a herd, whether it's a herd of humans, a herd of elves, a herd of Dwarden, Everything's got to be reduced to herd, unless you get into these weirdos. Um that that worship the great devolver, Morgur. That sounds pretty Lovecraftian to me. Just we're going to yeah. reduce everything into primordial soup. <laughs> like what? Yeah. You're going to what? Like they yeah. worship the chaos spawn because that is chaos at its purest, just devolving something into this, you know, it It does. It, it feels yeah, very it's a, Lovecraftian. It's a weird
1: concept, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and I just absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's a really cool, you know, way to explain this is what they want. You know, these are animals. They are herds of animals. And they want to make sure that everything else stays that way, too, because when it's a contest of animal herds, these guys seem like they're going to win.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, they're, it's like they're trying to get them away from the just, the, you know, the old thing that these are just the people that beat up, you know, I mean, right. So oh, there's like, these, these guys are more than just that. Well, know, there's they're stuff they're in these stories that. that
0: they're and when you get to the timeline, they bring up actual events that happened in some of those first couple of books, those first couple of novels, and those first couple of campaign books when AOS first dropped. You know, during the Realmgate Wars, and I'm reading that going, I remember that story, and it was like, and here come the Beastmen, and there was. There was no characterization, no leader plan. It was just like, here they come, and there's so many of them, and look, we killed them all. <laughs> right. but it's just like, th- yeah, that's we what they on, we were. A,
1: yeah, we were on our way from here to there, and we met a group of beastmen, and we had to kill them. Like, yep. okay. It was total fodder <laughs> with no. And honestly, it kind of left me cold a lot. Like, when the
0: beastmen showed mm-hmm. up, I'm like, okay, I'm going to read a couple of pages of you know fights that mean kind of nothing unless somebody's going to get taken down by a random beast man. Yeah, um, now this is when it starts talking about their desire for the unnatural order. Um, there's not much. There's not much record of this, except obviously stuff on written on cave walls. Yeah, and they describe it as pretty interesting. One can only imagine the horrors that befell the scattered peoples before Sigmar, the God King, arrived to save them. Okay, this is weird to me. And they talk about this a lot. That God King's coming was an utter disaster for the beast of chaos.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever, I kind of wondering, so I, I assume they're talking about the mortal realms. I mean, they do say the mortal realm yes. at the beginning of the paragraph. No, they do. But it's also the same story as you know the world that was. Is very it's a similar thing. Like back before civilization and the world that was, it was the beastmen that ran that place. You know. Yeah,
0: and this could just be their point of view, but. What's weird to me is they came and they sort of ran a lot of this place until Sigmar showed up. But when Sigmar showed up and first started walking the realms, didn't he find old civilizations? Yeah. So did they build up civilizations enough that the Beastmen came into? Is, that, is, that, is, that, is the yeah, game I, implying that right. the Beastmen tore down all these old
1: civilizations? I, I think... T- I think that they're a part of it. I'm sure, and
0: and were. I mean, if and if you read this, where they leave no stone on top of another, then what exactly did he find that looked like an old civilization? You see what I'm saying? This yeah. seems. This is. It's this not is often I find something that mm-hmm. that seems so contradictory to what we've heard. Mm-hmm. But when you hear the legends of Sigmar walking through the land, looking and gathering up things, um, you know, he wandered a long time finding all these ancient civilizations, and I'm like, yeah this This doesn't seem to jive with that, and I'm not certain exactly how it w- fits together. Mm-hmm. um i mean i'm I'm enjoying it, but it's it just it kept sticking in my head as I was reading it. I'm like, when did this part happen <laughs> you know yeah, uh wherever the mightiest bestial lords arose to challenge this new order, they were defeated, their skulls crushed by Galmaraz, and the armies sent fleeing into the wilderness um I like that they they that once we sort of got together and started kicking out the beast men, uh no matter how much we knocked them out, they just kept retreating deeper into the realms until we stopped chasing them, like they're not gone right you know your 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 plan for extermination of these guys completely failed um,
1: which I think is pretty cool, yeah, there's just too many of them to get rid of yeah.
0: They're they're like cockroaches. No, no, they can they,
1: can, they, can, they, can, yeah, they can hide in the places you don't want to even go. You know they they are they're okay there because mm-hmm. they get, uh, says they can survive pretty much anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. The thickened they're thickened fur. They're they're mm-hmm. toughened hides. Like they yeah they are designed to
1: survive in all environments, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, some gorkian have avian heads or backward jointed limbs that allow them to traverse steep terrain with ease. Like wow, ocean-dwelling beastmen with the heads of sharks—that
0: uh, I kind of like to see. I wish we <laughs> could have gotten something about that. I'd like to know about the 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 yeah. beastmen who live in the ocean.
2: Yeah,
0: um, the Age of Chaos was a time of glory like no other in their history. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And then. When the God King comes out, entire yeah, beast herds were either scattered or slaughtered in a series of brutal engagements, mm-hmm. despite these defeats though they were not cowed. you know why? because they keep they just keep running till you stop chasing them, and then they just gather more numbers um, i you know what I liked in this too uh when we got on the page about nine, they talked about all the new hunting grounds
2: mm-hmm.
0: And one thing it says as impressive as all of the stormhost holdings are and all you know all the the cities of sigmar and stuff they are but a drop in the ocean when compared to the sheer immensity of the wilds beyond. You don't hear that said I think often enough. Yeah. The mortal realms like when you look at the pictures they show us it's that's like look just... at this area that's not the entire right. realm that's one small piece of that realm. Yeah. And so yes, look in this area, we have carved out a big chunk of this area as for order. Mm-hmm. It's like great, but beyond that area, you've got kind of nothing for mm-hmm. the other ninety percent of the realm. It's like oh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like the the uh, they have the map on page sixteen. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, and like I said, there is so much cool stuff in here. Um I also like this. This particular, you know, everybody when you talk about these books coming out, and they're like, oh, you know, you know, they're gonna they're gonna tone down what Slaanesh is really like because kids buy these books. You know, <laughs> you, you always get yeah. that one weirdo who wants it to be like porn. Yeah, and you're like, dude, kids buy these books, and they're like, yeah, dude, uh, I'm not worried about what kids like. You know? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah,
1: this book, I almost felt. Stepped over that line almost a little bit more. Yeah, they use the word. I mean, these these the orgy word quite often in here,
0: right? Uh, you I'm know, like, okay. And it doesn't have to be in that sense. In fact, I doubt it's <laughs> right. in that sense.
1: No, it's not. I about, doubt it's about, in a much like more
0: violent sense. It's but, in a
1: violent sense. But, yeah, so it's
0: like, why, gosh,
1: like this is pretty. But brutal. like here.
0: um, you know, they're, if you're reading New Hunting Grounds where you st- they're around and you start to hear the screams mm-hmm. in the night and yeah, the bray horns yeah. and paranoia soon crystallizes into terror as the maddening sounds of bray horns fill the air and a mass of howling figures descends upon them. Yeah. And here we go. All Dawners. I like how they call Dawn Crusaders Dawners. All Dawners know it's better to die fighting until the last than to be snatched away by Gorkin. Gruesome sacrifice is central to the culture of the beast herds, Mm -hmm. for each soul delivered in agony to chaos empowers them, granting gifts of mutation and unnatural might. And when you read this, there is a whole lot of implications that they're not not being sacrificed before being tortured and or having other things that we don't talk about on a kid-friendly show happen Mm -hmm. Of these people, right before they get sacrificed, and sometimes not dying, but turning into either uh, their own uh, gorkin. Yeah they,
1: could, yeah, they could turn them into into beastmen.
0: Yeah, or chaos spawn or whatever. Yeah, um,
1: it's it is a it, it
0: is a violent, gross. Um, another thing that I thought of when I was reading this because I've been I was I just recently rewatched it because it's not that long of a series, but I was watching. Firefly oh yeah and These guys remind me of Reavers When you hear mm-hmm. what the Reavers are like <laughs> yeah. This is what they're like You, and know? you don't
1: want to get caught by those guys
0: right you'd rather yeah. Just be dead because if they catch You alive it's it's going to be worse Than being dead and yeah th- That is mentioned So many times in this Book mm-hmm. and I just I Love it like this book is creepy It makes the lore Really makes they Did a great job in st- Installing that that primal fear mm-hmm. of the dark and yeah. the places deep, uh, you know. You know. I mean, we've talked about this before. That's the type. Of, I, I, I love horror stuff, but mm-hmm. like when I'm reading, like I love like Lovecraft. I love the Blair Witch. You know, stuff that's just. You know, if you go into that forest over there, sometimes people <laughs> don't come back, and you're like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. If I go oh. into the forest, I might not come back. Like and that's all people really know because most people are smart enough not to go into the forest when it's a chance you won't come back. Yeah, and they did a great job of instilling that whole feeling of fear and paranoia uh, of them yeah. coming in. And I, I just, I'm, I'm having so much fun with these with this opening couple of sections.
1: Yeah, because they, they I mean, it's a, it's a good section. Kind of like it just makes them. I don't know. Like more of a a force you should have to be worried about instead of just the you know the the people that get beat up. By everyone
0: Honestly, else. anything is better than how they're por- how they've been portrayed in most of yeah. the novels. Like when yeah. you read about them, whenever they show up, it's because you need bodies. Yeah, all this is happening, and now look, yeah. we got attacked by five thousand things, ten
1: thousand things out of the forest. Yeah, You need something for your heroes to beat up. Yeah. Right.
0: And if you make it like goblins or orcs, which you can also replace any of this, like you could replace with goblins or orcs, it would still be sort mm-hmm. of that thing. Yeah. Um, they tend to talk more and seem to have more personality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part, That's that's what I liked about the lore, because I think that's honestly what really lacks... In a lot of the fiction where they pop up now they not all of it with well, that thing with not the, all of it, um when the one guy in fact, it came up in this book and it was in the orc thing uh, I was reading I forget what story I was reading, but uh where they were trying to get that incarnate and, yeah. The, and oh, the
1: yeah bra yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, was fighting with the Orca mm-hmm. yep, that's in one of the uh broke in the broken realms books, yeah, mm-hmm. and like
0: there it's like okay, you've got an interesting. These guys have, a, have an animal cleverness to them that's different yeah. than Cunning. Mm-hmm. You know, they have an, is this sort of instinctual animal cleverness to them. Um, and I think this book does a good job of trying to really focus on that. Because too often, like you said, I, was, I didn't know what to expect when, I, when we got this. I'm like, man, I hope the lore is good because everything I read about them is just boring. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing. It, uh, they said the one time it was really cool and interesting was when it was that thing from the Broken Realms when the yeah. when the orc and the guy mm-hmm. were, were doing that thing with the incarnate. Um, yeah,
1: there's there's, that, there's all that. There's another really cool story in the Broken Realms books. It's with the, when the Sylvanath are fighting the Beastmen. Yeah, around, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The Oak, when the Oak of Ages like gets, when they like activate that, that's super cool. I like that story. It's, that's really it's neat. It's
0: great, but like I said, those are, those feel few and far between.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know. Yeah, and maybe it's, it's, it's because it's hard to write a story about something that's just trying to reduce everything to nothing. Like this book, I, I we already mentioned, kind of toes that line of you know, is this, you know, yeah. is this for the younger reader? Maybe. And I think if you focused on them as a book after reading this and knowing what their ultimate goals are, yeah, I could see how it might be hard to write a book where they're sort of <laughs> well, in the main. I mean, main think thing.
1: of it this way: like, what makes like the stories interesting? Is usually the characters that like lead the stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's literally one named character in this book. Yes, but there are several named in the lore. <laughs> in the lore, but you know how I mean. A lot of the books, like half the half the entries are named characters. Sometimes you know what I mean. Oh, like, oh yeah, when
0: LRL dropped, it was like yeah. there was eleven units and three of them were named four. Three or four of the eleven units yeah. were named characters. Yeah, there's literally one in this book. mm Hmm. Yeah, and see, and that's I think that's that's a missed opportunity here. Yeah, I agree. Um, Because they're cool models, and the rules seem fun. Mm -hmm. I have, I I just have trouble latching on to this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And the book did a good job of making me interested in it, and that's I'm giving it credit here because I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't necessarily expect it to be great. Like, I mean, yeah. I like all the books. I like the lore. Anything you want to add to this lore, I've been reading it now for, you know, almost 20 years, and I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. Right, um, yeah. But this is the one where it comes up where I'm like, okay, let, you know, let's, let's not <laughs> have it just be that. Yeah. Um, let's jump over to Way of Beasts. All right. Page, what, 10 or something like that? Yeah. Um, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Beasts of Chaos have a unique relationship with Chaos. The primordial force that exists beyond the physical plane. Unlike many warriors of ruin, they have not bargained away their souls in exchange for power, nor sworn themselves to the dark gods. Most beastmen believe these so-called deities are nothing more than powerful beings that have trapped themselves on a narrow and confining path, therefore denying themselves the pure freedom of chaos. Right.
1: This is some of the best part of the book right here. Yeah, because they they don't want to feel bound by... You know, if you're a corn gore, you have to seek blood all the time. They don't have well, to be bound by that, you know, but there are corn gores. But but not only that, I think the part in this, I
0: want to talk about this. I, this is the part that I think of the book I really love the most. They, it's not even that you're narrowing your path, being subservient, mm. bearing your neck and being subservient uh, to the chaos gods. Like everyone has to, you know, bear your neck. To your To your herd you know, leader, yeah, um, but even when they do that, like you're only doing that as long as they can hold that position, eventually yeah. they're going to get old and die. You are never vowing eternal fealty to anything mm-hmm. uh, because you shouldn't because you should be strong enough and tough enough to be your own thing mm-hmm. and that's a huge beast belief. I like that the idea of trading your loyalty to any of the chaos gods for that power. Because the gore the, the Slangor, all of them are undeniably have all sorts of cool powers, you know, obviously deriving from the different chaos gods. Mm-hmm. Um, but they see that as weakness because you had to ask for help. Yeah. If you can't make it without the, their power, if you can't do that on your own, then you're weak. Mm-hmm. And that's how they look at it, which I think is fantastic. It's not just, and then there was a, literally a part in here that talks about how... Oh sure, we will bow down to our herd. You know the 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 head of our herd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but once again, that guy's not immortal. Yeah, you guys are giving over your will to an immortal God. You have you have locked yourself into someone who will be here forever. The fact that so many of them find that offensive that they are just that ruggedly independent and they refused. I think this is great. Yeah, it's cool. Um, um, I also wonder what Archeon thinks of that.
1: Oh. He's probably not a big fan of it, honestly. Well,
0: I mean, he doesn't, but he also has not pledged himself to any of the chaos gods. Yeah,
1: but... He is that chaos undivided. Right, but and, he, I, I think Archeon more deals with... I don't think he has that many beastmen in his... Well, a, I mean, he news. does have
0: some, though, because there are some that it says here in the book how some, mm-hmm. like, they went in there and they fought, and they fought... Uh, yeah. That whole herd went in going after Archeon. Yeah. And he took down... he. Well, he, he, did, he took him down quite easily. Yeah. And then they pledged their loyalty to him. That makes sense. Because he beat their leader. That's right. not a... I'm worshiping him. I'm just curious if Archeon knows, like, understands... Mm -hmm. their their sort of belief in how chaos works and how not pledging to a god. He probably does. I I wonder if he doesn't. I wonder how he feels about it because he kind of has done the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, they all give him powers and he bargains with them. And obviously at least one of them hated him because they brought a great fray in. Yeah. to try and take him out. Uh you know, which I'm reading that and I'm just like I don't even need to know what happens. Yeah. Like there's just nothing this this was this was doomed from the start. It's like oh they got all the way up to towards the Varen Spire. Really? Yeah. Well, then they're in a lot of trouble. Um I like how the chaos gods also like them. Because you might not be worshiping any one of us, but the 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 nonsense that you are causing yeah. the the destruction the wanton the the chaos That's the chaos
1: for chaos sake yeah,
0: exactly. uh, actually helps break mm-hmm. down the barriers in reality like it, they can get through whether it's them personally or not because of the types of things that the the beasts of chaos are doing right um and I like how they talk about the different types of Gorkin. Those who embrace the dark bargains offered by the ruinous powers are commonly reviled as weaklings.
2: <laughs> I know, driven out of their herds
0: or gored to death. I love this. Yeah. I just, I think that's, I mean, all you ever hear about is people, I, I gave myself to corn for power. I gave myself to Zinch for knowledge. I gave myself to Slanash for excess. And all yeah. of these guys are like, you gave away. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say. <laughs> they're Americans, the ugly Americans. <laughs> but they're like don't give away your freedom. My yeah. freedoms. You know?
1: <laughs> I wonder uh, why, I mean they have they have pestigore and but it corn does, gore yeah, models. Those right, they, well, those existed at one point. Well,
0: and it says here that they those often will be in pure like just corn gore armies and just slangore armies or with the armies of of you know that particular uh, ornate armies or you know uh, slash armies yeah um it does say that on rare occasions if they're tough enough they will survive and stay with that army or possibly even lead that army so i mean it's there if you want to add it mm-hmm. but boy there it made it very clear they're not accepted very much right yeah yeah, here, uh, on occasion, God-sworn beastmen are strong enough to repulse the attacks of their fellow Gorkin. Their presence in the herd is thus grudgingly accepted, even if their nature is despised. It's just, it's such a, I, it's so different from every other thing we've read about chaos. Yeah. And I, and I like that a lot. Um, Of course, then explains the Herdstones soaked up the gore of thousands upon thousands of victims. The the, the Herdstones are almost semi-sentient at this point. Yeah. Um, Often a fire pit is carved into it so that bathes the nearby Gorkin in chaos energy and functions as a forge where Ungor can make weapons. Yeah, I think this was the first faction terrain, too. Might have been. Because, yeah, the Herdstone was a big thing because you would put that piece down even back in... uh, yeah. Was that before AOS? I think it was. I think they had it. That in. you had a Herdstone? It might have been mm. because that herdstone thing was I important. Could look it up. Um, let's see what else. And uh, yeah, and it does talk about how the 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 way that they go completely overboard with the violence and all of this mm-hmm. stuff is that that sacrifice to chaos draws. Yeah. The attention of
1: this, and then that, that 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 brings in like monsters and you know that's, that's more the, more it, mutations, more yeah, power right, and then the cygors and chimeras and all those things get drawn mm-hmm. to that power of the herd stones and and then yeah. now the brave shamans will go to places that aren't corrupted yet,
0: and they'll add their herds It reminds me a lot of how with the cruel boys going out and spreading all the swamps oh sure. And these guys are out spreading out these, 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 these herdstones, just corrupting, finding the ley lines, going to places where, where cities, uh, you know, where dawners are out there trying to start a place. Once and again, you, the poor Dawnbringer Crusade guys. Well, they do try to always build them on the intersections of ley lines, which yeah, is yeah. what everybody wants those places. So these guys, you know, come in and take it apart. Um, yeah, more than one herdstone has been raised over the burning embers of a destroyed Sigmarite strongpoint. <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> Loom, looming eerily above the crackling emanations of a ruptured arcane nexus. It's like, oh, so <laughs> cool. Uh, what else do we talk about? Oh, they talk about Gur. Yeah. These guys noticed when they knew when Kragnos was coming. Um, it, the the Greenskins heard the, the drumming yeah these guys just had visions
1: of blood <laughs> and death, yeah you think they would be followers of Kragnos too um some
0: of them do i mean he since he's come about, you know, but he's not exactly he's not what they are,
1: you know, so yeah I mean I guess I mean he's more noble than. A beast man is, I guess, if you want to use that term. Oh, he's kind of a jag off, but... <laughs> he is, but he's not...
0: I mean, okay. he's, he's kind not. of the worst. He's up yeah. there with Nagash as... As <laughs> petty? <laughs> Being petty? I mean, I mean, but when you read Kragnos' history, it's like, you were just a jerk to everybody, and when everyone tried to live peaceful lives, you're like, no, I have to hate and kill everyone who's not like me. Right. And, you, I mean, he just, like, for no reason... I mean, he's kind of an Iago. He's just like, oh, I'm evil for the sake of evil. It's like, oh, I don't <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys, yeah, there's definitely some interesting plans and weird stuff happening here with this.
1: Yeah, you think that the realm of beasts would be kind of their place. Yeah. You'd think that. But it's, but it, it's a lot in... Their
0: their main places is in Gairan, out mm-hmm. in the deep forests where they can yeah. live. And plus, much like Nurgle... Um, even if they're, even if you're looking at wilderness, Gur, Akshi, these places are wilderness. Gairan is so full of beautiful green life, and they seem to hate that stuff. So yeah. it would be another place where you would go after it. Um, I also like how they talk about how the Beast Lords come together and fight, and Last Man Standing eats all of his enemies <laughs> yeah. because that gives him their power. This weird ingesting of the other because they're so chaos infused that their power literally is still in their bodies after death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um
1: that's really well, gross yeah. and cool. Yeah, then they take over that that guy's tribe too. Yeah. So they could theoretically you could have like a like three or four, you know, of these groups come together, one guy wins and they combine those four herds together. Right. And it even says here sometimes dozens. Like you'll suddenly become a great fray. Yeah. Under
0: one leader. I do like that this book comes straight out and says they are a power in ascendancy, riding the rushing tide of beast magic to victory over their hated foes. Mm-hmm. Um, they really hate the Lumineth Realm Lords. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like they talk about the Turnskin curse. Yeah. The people who are transformed through this. Um, Okay. So... You could be by the herdstone and it emanates out chaos energy, which changes you. Chaos energies and magics and, and, you know, shaman, bray herd, shaman magics, all that stuff. You devolve is what they call it. The idea that you could just spread rumors of it coming. Mm-hmm. are enough to actually make it happen. Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy. You can literally spread this mutation in this disease by word of mouth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not by contact, by word of mouth. <laughs> just the fear that it'll happen might start driving people crazy and mutating them. Yeah. Um, did you notice this one part? I'm just going to read this here. Um. The... To the Beast of cast this horrifying outbreak is known as the Turnskin Plague, which is this mutations uh, that mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Um, indeed, it was they who unleashed it upon the realms by shattering the seals of Witheredwell, which is the place in Gyran. Mm-hmm. A benighted location in Gyran's Everspring swath where, the, where an ancient and foul entity dwells. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: What's that? Did I miss uh, something? Uh, no, Do I don't n- think so. That's not Nurgle. Nope. This is something else. I'm always looking for crumbs. That's uh, that's not a crumb. That's a slice of bread.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, without really a ever, name. Yeah.
0: Like that is just oh what? Mm-hmm. We started the turnskin plague by releasing something foul from Gyran. What yeah. could be like a god beast or something? Maybe. Um, but I just love that simply reciting folk tales of the men twisted into beasts can have it happen. <laughs> yeah stories of mutations can actually get into your head and cause it to happen. And I think that's amazing. Talk about your fears overcoming you. Mm-hmm. It's so good. What else here in the Turnskin plague do they talk about? That's really cool.
1: Um, you know, that kind of, this is where the term comes up. The, the gaves, G A V E S. Those are the, those are the people who turn into yeah the people things. who were yeah, yeah. the gaves they they, they yeah. chaos gave them the power. I, I guess I mean, does that term come from somewhere else? Is that like
0: no is idea? That like,
1: is that like an old English term or something that means something like that?
0: Not to my knowledge. I literally thought of it as they are the, the uh, these guys are the haves. They have that from birth, and those guys are the gaves. They were given the power. So? That's
1: what you think that where that comes from? I I didn't listen. I was trying to no clue man
0: yeah I, <laughs> hey listen if if you guys are out there especially our friends in the UK and this is some sort of phrase that I don't know yeah please ga- correct me cuz i don't want to be sitting thought, here thought,
1: just talking nonsense so they, they have the gave spawn right the gave spawn i thought that was some kind of like term from like beowulf or something that i'd never heard of like some old english terminology that i wasn't aware of yeah, it's. Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, they just call them gaves. Those gaves. They call the turnskins and gaves. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great term. ever thought of that? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um, Interesting. This is uh, by the way. There, there. Th- this yucky part where they talk about how they can more gruesomely, directly cause a turnskin plague. Um, Fleet Foot Ungor slip inside Sigmarite townships when the twin beast wounds of Coptus and Noral Half Eden align. What are these beast wounds? In what realm are we talking about? But these two means align. Draping sleeping townsfolks with the blood of smeared skins of slaughtered animals or tainting water source with cupfuls of clotted blood and filth cursed by Gore. So they're putting blood and gunk in the water and putting... Coming, breaking into the houses while they're asleep and <laughs> yeah. dropping corrupted animal pelts on them, which yeah. then bond to them and they wake up transformed. Like, this is so yucky. It's, it's pretty creepy. It's pretty yucky. Plus, mm. the idea of you're just putting blood and gunk in the water. Yeah. Maybe not so enough for me to notice it in the taste so much because it's diluted, but it's in there and it's just, that's just gross. Mm-hmm. That's like, ugh, I don't want to, I don't want
1: to. Drink that or eat that. Come on now. I think they'd be s- smart enough to post guards or something outside their water sources. It's crazy. It's constantly getting tampered with. I know. Everybody does it.
0: <laughs> Some nurgling comes by and busts a pimple over it. Ah, you're yeah, all going to get yeah. a plague. It's like Some
1: unguard dumps a... You know, a bunch of blood in there. Some, some... scaven just take a dump yeah. in the water, like they're <laughs> yeah. constantly doing this stuff. The cool boys dropping poison into
0: your water well. Like, come on, yeah. That play <laughs> that needs that you need that needs more security than the bank, right? I'm telling you, <laughs> protect your water supply, dummies. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, <laughs> they do. If if you haven't been like, if this is a book and you haven't read all the other lore, they do give a nice bit of ex. Explaining uh, how the era of B started, what ilariel did,
1: how yeah. she saved the Oak of Ages past—super cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, at first, that's a, seems- that's a story. That's a story that's in that we were talking about before, where they had that big fight with the Beastmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it seemed awful though, because that—I mean—that really did go and purge a lot of their lands. It purified this spell wave through, and yeah. much much like the Necroquake raised up all the dead. This life quake ran through and cleansed so much. Yeah, yeah. Um Goragon Kai, this is a great
1: story. Yeah, he's the he's the shaman from that story. Yeah. He was trying to he was trying to corrupt keep the oak of ages corrupted. Mm-hmm. That's what he was trying to do. Uh the, and they fixed that. But there's just there's so much
0: cool stuff going mm-hmm. on in here. Um also board, how they're the order. ones who, they're the ones who figured out how to not only corral incarnates and that was part of that story yeah. where he was pushing to control it and and then and then like that orc shaman like exploded and he yeah. was just like huh okay like how this is beyond cunning Right, this is beyond brutal and cunning. This guy was experimenting with the incarnates to see what would happen if we do this because I'm trying to figure out how to ensnare it. There's a there's an intelligence there yeah. that's not just a stupid animal thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um the idea that they understand the the innate aggression in an incarnate, a crown spire incarnate, so that they can exploit and corrupt with chaos. Mm-hmm. I just think it's fantastic. Like I said, I I, I there's so much good in in the lore here that I'm I'm really enjoying. Um, should we take a break? Sure. I mean, we're getting we're all, we're just about at the uh, the timeline yeah. info. Yeah, we'll okay. get hit a couple of those yeah. things. Timeline, talk a little yeah. bit about uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, and then we'll get into the to the rules because there's some really cool. Not uh, you know what and. I'm not even complaining, although it would have been nice for these guys to get some new models or some new stuff. Yeah, I don't think they got one model. Yeah, they got one. Uh, And You know what? And the other stuff's not that bad, not that old. But, you know, there's there's always room for updates, especially when you see the stuff they're putting out now. Mm Mm-hmm. we'll do that and then we'll start talking about some of the like i said some of the rules and these guys cool. they all fit the lore of their oh, yeah. of their characters like you know uh, in fact there's a lot of cool things happening here but we'll talk about that in just a minute when we get back
1: We are back. Hey, hey. We're back. We're back. Uh, back,
0: back, and more. Back. Um, spring Swath, or swathe? I don't know how you pronounce that word. I should have looked it up. Uh, I believe it's swathe. Okay. It might be. I don't know. I'm just not going to call it anything. I'm just going to uh, avoid saying it, because I'm i already in the middle of the show and don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> um, you know, the the... <sighs> okay. Unpopular opinion. These two pages with the map Like the map's always cool yeah. But the stuff that I read under it It just always feels like it's just pointing out Where things are on the map Like this, these two pages for like every book That I read mm-hmm. Are like the part that I get to I'm like oh, okay let's get through this <laughs> I always kind of pour over them a little bit. I love the maps. But then you read yeah. this thing. It's like, well, this stuff happened here and this happens here. And they name a lot of people. And there's a lot of good story hooks here. Mm-hmm. But as far as digesting major lore, it's, it, it, I, I never feel like I get that here. And I mm-hmm. know that there's going to be one of these books where someone's going to be able to prove me wrong and say, but what about this? Where they mentioned this. And that's probably true. But I'm just saying, for me personally, yeah, it's kind of. I got you. Yeah. You know, but I mean, there's cool stuff here. But it's a lot of stuff that's already been talked about, you know? Yeah. Um, our timeline, I do like the Gorefather. First of all, I love his name, the Gorefather. Um, <laughs> but he just vanishes during the Age of Myth, and nobody knows what happened to him or where yeah. he is. But they're just like, he'll be back again someday, looking like, mm-hmm. like Frosty the Snowman. It's like a Primark.
1: Yeah. It vanishes.
0: Yeah, but the primarchs have been coming back, so they have been. Oh, Archaeon. I'm not Archeon, back, uh is. Angron. Uh, I don't know about him. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about him next episode too. No, yeah. Take down, some, write that down somewhere next to your thing so that we can remember to talk about him too. Talk about Angron a little bit. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I I know I I, it's, I I know I have an opinion, and it sounds yeah. like you have one too. I uh, am. Yeah. So we could talk about that during the hobby stuff Because there's so much yeah. came out But that's not neither here nor there No, um, There were beast herds in Azir
1: mm-hmm. And um,
0: of course, yeah. A lot of thunderscorn So you get your lightning creatures up in right. there. I figure that's the where the
1: Shagoths and the dragonors probably were from There I would think
0: and that, You know what I love though is Okay so he's wiping out most of them But then the biggest toughest ones Because he can't wipe them out Because they still got to be in the game <laughs> But they can't be in Azir Yeah so he beat them so badly, and he brings in his own purifying thunderbolts. Such is the violence of battle that many of the mightiest Shaga- Shagoths were swept up by the roiling tempest, which hurls them out across <laughs> the eight realms. He knocked them off yeah. the planet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Onto right? a different one.
0: He knocked them to a different realm. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't even say. Now, I mean, <coughs> hold on a second. Sorry. <coughs> You know, maybe he's fighting near a realm gate and he was just knocking him through the realm gates. Uh, maybe. But I just kinda like the idea of like <laughs> like some seventies cartoon where he just like yeah. hauls off and winds up his arm into a big blurry circle <laughs> and just boom pops these guys so they just fly off until they're a little yeah, speck.
1: I mean it says the skies are split asunder by a storm of mythical proportions. So I mean like they're causing a storm, Sigmar's causing a storm.
0: And and all the lightnings flashing yeah. everywhere, and next thing you know, kaboom, Kaboosh. Yeah. and dragon mm. ogres, just like, yeah. and the voice fading as they just disappear. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> hmm. uh, but I love it. I love that's how he had to well, listen. If he if he kills them, <laughs> right, then they're, they're not, not in the game. Not in the game. So anymore, how does he get yeah. him out of there? Let's Let's have punch him into the next realm, right? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's better than they opened up a portal and tricked them to walk through it. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that happens all the time in the mortal realms. They tricked. Right, they, I know they tricked Sigmar to throw his hammer that way. Yeah, they got what's I mean. Uh, uh, the one they pulled with uh, Kragnos, the one they pulled with Kragnos is right out of the game portal. Like, literally, he's running, and they're just like, oh, look, there's your target. Oh, we opened a portal right in front of you. It's too late for you to slow down and run. You just can't slow down. You run through it. Like, that's literally out of the game portal. Yeah. I mean, it works, but everybody, I mean, hey, it worked against Sigmar. It'll work against this maniac. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so the rise of order, okay? It talks Mm -hmm. about how... You know, the Beast of Chaos, they don't keep their history. Before the Age of Myth, they did all this stuff. You know, during the Age of Myth, he disappears. Um, And then, you know, Sigmar travels across the Eight Realms, gathering the scattered fragments of mortal kind. He himself slays many powerful alpha beasts, crushing their skulls with Galmaraz. And they talk about this and bringing civilization. But once again, I just, this this leads me to wonder, what were the places that he found? Mm -hmm. The civilizations that were no longer there. Because they... They've always been vague and so but are I just I guess in my head I pictured sprawling ancient remains of civilization not entire full you know cities mm-hmm. but at least yeah. solid foundations with things that were interesting enough that looked more than just like basements mm-hmm. you know
1: Yeah I hear you
0: and to to hear the, the, the this book tell it like the 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 Beasta Cast never allowed that to happen, you know. Mm. Or when it started to, they put it down quickly. So how do you know vast?
1: Yeah, thing,
0: I, I mean, mean it's it's just it's it's. I don't often have these types of questions, and I'm not trying <laughs> to be. I'm not trying to micromanage the the lore or or be petty. Yeah, but those two, I'm just trying to jive up those two bits of the timeline. Gotcha. And that's, it has, I have, I has troubles. Mm. Um, yeah. So what else
1: is it? What else? Is, it? is there any of these ones that stuck out to you? I mean, I do like the one where the guy goes to fight Archeon. That's kind of fun.
0: Yes. Um, oh, the shattering with Uzcad Shatterhoof leads mm-hmm. the Quake Fray, a great gathering of Gorgons and Sigors because yeah. um, he's a sigor. This is a cool thing that he's running through. He even tears loose a chunk of the Spear of Malice and now has swirling prophecy visions. Yeah, that's something, right? Yeah, there's some interesting stuff in that
1: story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when we get to the units, I think that's one of the ones that they've done a, a lot to is the Saigor Super cool. I think all of them got a little bit more, like they got more
0: sort of almost lore-specific rules. Yeah. Like the, they always said stuff about it, and they always had something small, but now it's like, oh, no, there's a cool thing that this thing can do that just goes right into their idea of their lore.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, most of the, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, most of this other timeline and stuff is just like, these guys did this awesome thing. These guys did this cool thing. And then Kragnos woke up, and then, you know, I mean, yep. it's like... Okay.
0: Smashing the Dirge Horn, that was from that original story. Yep, that story, yep, yep. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Howl of the Dead Beast was, uh, I liked our, the, you know, when it talks a little bit about the Necroquake, was a good? The Gibbous Throng is, I think that one's a fun story. Uh, just all the, with getting you that whole stuff of all the different chaos spawn yeah. that come through. Um, the Great Blood Hunt. Now that we hit the era of the beast, it's their own title. I like that. Yeah. Trying to see Oh, they does talk a little bit about Witheredwell. Yeah, that's a that's a cool part. hmm Oh, that's the Baron like a... Frey. Here's that one. Yeah. This is great. It's first tested against the mighty defenses of the Ark's Terminus. So this happens after Catacros goes in there and forges or, or grabs the grabs uh Puts up a fortress on Archaon's side of the gate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Archaon. So these are the guys who join him because they, after he after he just decimates their leader without much much uh, trouble at <laughs> yeah. all. The Dark Walkers are an interesting one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just that whole idea of them But let's talk about that We've got the legendary great phrase The all heard
1: Yeah that's like uh, the main one If you don't know what to play You play this guy (laughs) Uh, There's some cool rules too Yeah uh, I do like how they talk about You know
0: um, This conglomeration of tribes Rules over the greater portion of the mortal realms Than a dozen lesser great phrase combined It rules over a greater So that's huge You know it's bigger than a dozen Normal great phrase the area that these guys control that's how big they are. Uh, I like here that they have not yet surged forth in their multitudes is the cause of much debate amongst those tasked with keeping the beasts of chaos in check. It's like, are they do they not realize that if, with those numbers? It's like if all the Skaven attacked at yeah. once in mass, or all, it's or like,
1: all the grots, or right. all the
0: yeah, um. I do, I do like that they talk how clever they are, trying to get in on the flanks, coming out, you know, with the, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good one. Uh, Dark Walkers. This was before their prey even knows they're under attack. The Dark Walkers are upon them. Right. Their instinctual understanding of the realm gates and their strange connecting pathways is, is unrivaled by even the most learned Azerite scholar. That's cool. Mm-hmm. They inherently know how to do it. Yeah. Um. Because they're nomads, we don't know if they have a core territory, but it's unlikely. Um, I think that's a pretty cool one. Um, Okay, then the gave spawn. Here we go. Yeah,
1: these guys are interesting.
0: No other great fray approaches the depraved insanity of the gave spawn. At first I heard this, thought it was grave spawn. I'm like, oh no, these are the gaves. Yep.
1: Um, So Morger is their, I guess he's their he's not really a Deity. He's a. I guess he's a. Well,
0: they 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 believe he is. They believe yeah, but, that yeah. he's the great yeah. devolver. This is. Mm. The, these are the guys who want not only to turn it to a wilderness, but mm. literally break it down to the point where, like, with, like, guess like these are the guys who love chaos spawn. Yeah. Because that that insane makes no sense. Just just tentacles and like I said, they remind me of it reminds me of shoggoth um, yeah. from from in the mountains of madness Sure. from hp lovecraft that mm-hmm. seems like what they want everything to
1: devolve into yeah so that, so burger he was in the world that was remember that guy yes he was pretty awesome mhm and they still keep bringing him up um, i think it would be cool if he eventually were to show up
0: right i mean you got are, you, i mean you've got alarion you've got um you've got yeah. Techless. you've got you know you well, you can't play Sigmar. Um yeah.
1: but bring in, like, you you've yeah. got
0: you've you've got Nagash. you've got a, why not bring in
1: a Beastman god? This is or something. Yeah. I mean they have all the named characters that have been through them with them the longest. It's this guy. Mhm. I and mean, he's been there since, you know, gosh, 7th edition, 6th edition? Yeah.
0: I mean, geez. I do like that it talks about how their chaos spawn are stronger and harder to kill than others of their kind. Yeah. And they also spew toxic filth, which literally gets you to dissolve and go back into that disgusting form. Um, yeah. I'm. Okay. It says uh, one of their most hallowed territories uh, for the Gave spawn is Witherwell again. Mm-hmm. A stretch of impenetrable, lightless forest in the ever springs, uh, where something unspeakable resides, bubbling up from the earth as a protean mass of flesh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this nameless corruption has spread ominously in recent years, causing hundreds of ancient iron oaks to collapse into mounds of steaming ooze and nearby wildlife to devolve horrifically. What is this? This is now the mm-hmm. second time we're hearing about right. this. Yep. This,
1: I want to know what this is. Yeah. Some kind of a, I don't know god beasts some kind of weird thing something but it's pretty interesting yeah
0: um everything else seems to be a thing and this seems to be just you know a, a moving pool you know yeah ah uh, so cool and then finally you get the quake fray and this is usually not led by beast lords but by sigor seers this yes. is if you want to play a monsters an all mm-hmm. monsters army mm-hmm. Uh, when there were no more strongholds of the civilized races left to pulverize, the quake Frey retreated to their ancient dwellings. Yet the frenzied rampages of Kragnos, Bloody Kragnos. has brought the, has awoken them they mm-hmm. seek to devour oh and these are the ones who want to eat um, yeah, the incarnates yeah. the incarnates
1: mm-hmm. and they yeah, these guys can eat. Like the spells and stuff now.
0: Pummeling the incarnates into submission before ripping out their blazing realmstone cores and stuffing them into their mouths, they will absorb the elemental entity's formidable power, though many are simply incinerated from the inside out <laughs> instead. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is really cool. Uh the Quake Fray is, is an interesting mm-hmm. um little group here. Now let's I guess we should jump ahead. Uh, I don't want to go through the lore of every single unit here because we have th- th- this is another thing that I think the book the lore suffers from is yeah um all almost all of though they're, they're the the big monsters and their uniqueness is pretty cool but a lot mm-hmm. of the a lot of the entries are samey. super samey samey yeah. and uh, while I don't have a problem with it per se Mm-hmm. It's it's we were talking about this before, you know, before off the air. Yep. And um, I think it's it's because we're, we're going to go into the rules right away. So if we're going to wrap up the lore. Yeah,
1: let's wrap, yeah, wrap up the lore here. It's like, yeah, the, there's no like like we mentioned, there's one named character and he's the leader of an underworld's war band. So he's not like one of their main personalities. Right. So the book does doesn't have like a main focus. And I think it suffers for that. A little bit. I mean, all the other, I mean, it seems like most of the other books. I mean, I don't don't necessarily need,
0: I don't often play with the named characters. Yeah. I don't necessarily need them in my game, but I've got to have something to connect to. Yeah, they flesh it out a little bit. And they've given me a cool, I understand their society Mm -hmm. as it is now. Sure. But there's still nothing for me to latch onto to be like, oh, mm-hmm. that's really cool, or that guy's cool, or this yeah. thing, or that thing is really cool. Yeah. Um it's it stays amazingly general. Yeah. And I think that they're the their I mean, lore suffers it. Like,
1: for yeah, it. Yeah, just think of it, you know like Luminarine, yeah, Techless. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Can't get bigger than that. I mean or or like even like like Zeench, they have like they have they have a they have quite a few. They have the Changeling. They've got Kairos Fate Weaver. You know. And then you go to like the orcs. Nurgle, have, got, the
0: orcs have three or four cool characters, and they the don't draft. have to be godlike. Gordrak. You don't yeah. have to be. You don't have right. to be Nigesh or Techless or Archeon right. or Lariel. You could, or whatever the guy who is who writes the you know the big the big uh orc the the main orc Gordrak. That's him. Thank
1: you. Yeah 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 yeah. So you I mean like. When we talked about the Gits last episode, I mean, like so much of their identity is Scragrot, right? Yeah, like he's basically the story of the Gloomspike Gits is told through Scragrot's lens. He's the leader, but there's yeah. also other smaller ones in there, and I Absolutely. realize you're not going to yep. do
0: every one. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone seems to have at least a couple of things. You and th- like I said, it's it's amazingly generic. Yeah which is is the is the big weakness of the lore here. Plus like I said, you go through and they do the, their lures get samey samey. Yeah. Uh, for the different creatures because they're all on that sort of same kick. Um the way they go about it is even similar. You got a couple of guys who want everything to turn into protean masses rather than mm-hmm. just hunting grounds, but that's about the only difference. Yeah, I mean, you talk about this and like, oh, this guy's most place is, uh, most important place is the Withered Well. It's like, well, yeah, but those guys' most important place is the Withered Well, and those guys over there most important. Like, it seems like that's everybody's most important yeah. place. You know,
1: right. I don't I know. Mean, like, yeah, I mean, even like, like the world that was, they had like named beastmen characters that you could like tell the stories through. Right. You know, they had that. You know that one that guy had that feud with like the the one empire guy like uh oh that's one, right the guy, they, they kept they, they kept tearing each other like one guy tore out his eye another guy tore out his eye yeah you know, like
0: that's right yeah. they kept his they yeah he kept attacking that city and that one general kept driving him back and they would yeah they kept getting the they would you know one guy would get the best the better of yeah. the other and that but mm-hmm. they wouldn't get him killed right, and they just kept facing off right. Sort of like the uh, sort of like the uh, fantasy version of old Bale-Eye. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about some of these rules. Mm-hmm. First of all, you got to pick a great fray. Uh, we talked about the four of them. We'll cover their rules in a bit. Yeah. Um, you can also set stuff up in ambush. Now, when you set up an ambush, um, unlike everything else, which is like more than X m- nine inches from your enemies, and then maybe some other rule, these have to be whole. Uh, more than nine inches from all enemies, and wholly within nine inches of the edge of the board. Is it nine inches
1: of the edge of the board? Yes, wholly within yeah. nine inches. Yeah. Um. For most other armies, it's six from the edge, but true when you different. have to stay, when
0: you have to stay by the edge of the board. Yes, they have to stay closer. These guys get yeah. to spread out a little more. Yeah. Yeah. but most of the other armies, when it says you're putting people in reserve, you can drop them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right, but these guys do have to stay to the battlefield edge, which seems like a bit of a like I said earlier, seems like a bit of a uh, mm-hmm. a sort of a penalty on their bringing stuff in. But then they have some other cool rules that they can do. Plus, um, you can deploy all your units in reserve, unless the uh, unless the battle plan says you can't. Mm-hmm. So all the other armies, when they put stuff in reserve, it's got to be a one for one. I got to have one on the table, one can go right. away. One yeah, on the table, one yeah, can go away.
1: It's Fifty per yeah, half yeah, half your army can be in reserve. Like Stormcast have that.
0: I could literally bring all of my stuff into reserve and then yeah, uh, and if you if you figure out a clever way to do it quick enough, <laughs> you give the, your opponent the first turn, which mm-hmm. is that's uh, just some shady old forty k alpha strike nonsense, deep strike nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, I put my whole army in reserve, and I let you take the first turn. Right, just so you, waste your yeah. time. You yeah, know? just waste your. Well, you get. I mean, yeah, it would go pretty fast. Well, nice. yeah, but I'm saying now they basically t- stealing a turn from them by by using the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, they get plus one to charge uh, on the turn they're set up on the battlefield. Yeah, um, but you have to set them up. At the end of your first or second movement phase, um, at the start of the third battle ro- or at the start of the third battle round, uh of units still in reserve are dead. Mm-hmm. So you've got to bring them in in the first two turns. Um, which is you know it's fine. What are you going to do? Keep them out the whole game? Mm-hmm. Um, in oh, if your generals in reserve at the start of your phase, fa- you still get your command point in mm-hmm. your yeah. hero phase. Yeah, that's pretty cool because I don't think anybody else gets that. No, they don't.
1: And then they've got uh, yeah. These rituals of ruin are kind of. It took me a while to get to kind of get the gist of these. There's a lot of rules to this. Yeah. So I can now you can do
0: one of the uh, heroic actions. You get one heroic action in your hero phase normally, right?
1: Yeah. Sometimes you can get two right now. Right. With Galician champions, and. Desperate action, I think it's called. If right. you're going second in the battle round,
2: you but get normally one.
1: Yeah, one Galician champion can take two. Heroic,
0: actions. and that's the only way you can actually do mm-hmm. that other that thing that comes in with the heroic uh, yep. with the Galician things. Yep. but here you can carry out one of the heroic actions On the table below with each friendly beast of chaos her- hero that's on the battlefield. In addition to any other heroic actions, you can carry out. So you can do your regular heroic action. And yeah. then you can do these now it does say you can't do it uh more than once per phase, mm-hmm. the same one right yeah, so you you could basically do four I mean you could do mm-hmm. all of these, so you could do if you could have your your one guy doing the regular heroic action or two if he's going in a second turn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so well, one same to two guy heroic has to actions, too, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um. But then you can also do these other four with other heroes. So you can have five yeah. heroic actions in a turn, basically, or six if you're doing the thing. Yeah. The problem is you got to take D three mortal wounds, and you cannot yeah, you negate, negate them. It. But if you have a beast of chaos with a unit within three inches, you can put the yeah, D three mortals off, on right. those guys. Yeah. So yeah. You, there's your Ungor tax that you carry around with your guy who's going to be mm-hmm. if you know he's going to be going to be doing this. Right. Um. In addition, you can carry out the heroic actions with a hero that's in reserve. Yeah. You still have to allocate the D3 mortal wounds. Uh they can't negate them and you, you, uh, since they're in reserve you can't give them to anybody else. Right. Um and if and if you take the wounds and you die then the thing doesn't happen that you're trying to do <laughs> cuz you die. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um uh, if it if it instructs you to pick an enemy unit, you must also pick a point on the battlefield edge. You are considered to be that point is where you're doing the heroic action. Mm-hmm. If it instructs you to pick a friendly unit, you must pick the hero carrying out that heroic action. Okay, so if you're in reserve, yeah, if your heroic action instructs you to pick a friendly unit, you must pick the hero carrying out the heroic action.
1: All right. All right, so you can do stuff from... Oh, that's. So so. I, so I assume it says in your hero phase, like you, you do this on your turn. You don't do this in, like... In every, your hero phase, you can carry yeah, yeah. out one of the
0: heroic actions from the table below. Right. With a hero that is in reserve. In your so you, hero phase, you can carry out one of the... So, on your opponent's turn, you can only do one heroic action. Because you can... Mm-hmm. Every, everyone gets to do a heroic action. Yep. Uh, but on your turn, you can do now... Not, you know, we thought second... People going second had a lot when they got two heroic actions. Mm-hmm. These guys can have up to six when you add those two into it. So... Yeah. Uh, and they're not bad. Pick an enemy unit within 12 inches and...
1: D6 mortal wounds. Ouch.
0: Yeah. I'll take D3 and put him on my Ungor here, and that's going to give me a chance if I put any wounds on one of your heroes on foot. I'm just going to take him out. Yeah. Um. Pick an enemy unit within 12 inches that's more than three inches from all enemy, all friendly units... They must make a two d six inch move with that unit. All the models must finish closer must move as close as possible to the hero carrying out the heroic action and more than three inches from all other units in your army mm-hmm. so basically, I make you move closer. I can make you come at me. Mm-hmm. You must finish as close as possible so a move, I mean, it will get you within three, right? Because your move can't yeah. go more than three because that's, that's nor- uh, that would be a charge otherwise. Right. So you pull people out of
1: position with this one. Yeah. Just kind of cool.
0: You got to pick a unit within 12 inches. So they can be right on top of you. But there is ways to just, yeah, you're suddenly pulling them, moving them away. Or if you're playing with one of these big hero monster guys. <laughs> yeah. Your unit of five or ten guys I just pulled over, I'm, I'm going to eat you now.
1: Mm-hmm. You see, it? I mean, it's that's these are cool. Yeah, I think the idea with that one is yeah, you pull somebody out of position, like a shooting unit or something like that.
0: Oh, I was just thinking, take those guys that aren't quite there and drag them toward you because mm-hmm. that's in your hero phase, and now you yeah. get them close enough that yeah, you could
1: charge them. Man, yeah.
0: yeah, your dragon ogre Shagath, um, he's a hero. He mm-hmm. could do that. Um, now your sigors are uh, those are just monsters, but uh, the uh, the doom bull,
1: yeah, the doom bull, the the any of the sh- any of the shamans, any of the beast lords. These are, but th- I mean, I'm just saying the these guys, you know, doom bull, eight wounds, four up,
0: save. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. pull your unit to me and, and take them on. Yeah, you know, um, dragon or shagath has ten wounds, right? And out. dragon or shagath has post combat impact hits. Yeah. So, you know he can he drags you close, jumps in there, boom, he's hitting you first up. So there's so much things that can happen. Yeah, He's kind of a cool character, mm-hmm. you now the Shagoth. Um, what's the Get other some, one? Some uh, rules. Pick a hero wholly within twelve of the hero carrying out the heroic action until the end of the turn. Friendly Beast of Chaos units have a ward of six while they're within. So I do, I do the ritual. Pick a yeah. different hero, and everyone near that hero,
2: yeah, gets a six-up ward.
0: Okay, or pick a friendly unit holy within twelve of the hero, and no battle shock for that mm-hmm. turn. That's just, yeah. These are all. That's not bad. Yeah. This is some pretty cool stuff. And like I said, there's also a lot of these characters who have ways of putting wounds, getting wounds back later. Yeah. So I'll take D3, I'll put it on my little guys, or I'll even take it myself because I've got 10 wounds and I'm going to probably put some wounds back on later. So why yeah. not do this?
1: Yeah, because the Shagoths and all the Thunder Scorn units, they can all heal. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, th- 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 and th- okay, that's just.
0: Those are all the extra heroic action type things that your 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 general oh, stuff can do. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, um, let's talk since you have to pick one of these different uh, different uh, uh, great phrase to be in. Great phrase, yeah, yeah. So, if you're in an all hard army at the end of the battle shock phase. Return D three plus three slain models to each friendly Goreherd Ungor and Ungor Raiders unit. Yeah, four to six models back at the end of the b- to each friendly unit on the battlefield. So that one that I did those heroic actions and I killed some of them. Mm-hmm. Now I can return some slain models. Yeah. So it's I can't just- negate the D three mortal wounds, but I'm putting models back on the table anyway. If you're in the great fray at right. the end of the battle shock phrase, each friendly
1: unit, all of them, are yeah, going to get picked. The, the gore. Yeah, the gore herds and the ungors. But still, I mean, that's yeah, your that's battle
0: good. line stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to have you know get ten gore for a hundred and ten points. Maybe I've got twenty or thirty because I'm just playing a big. I'm playing an actual the huge herd. Yeah, and every turn I'm putting four to six of them back. Mm-hmm. Every turn I'm putting four to six of them back.
1: That's that's pretty I, cool, yeah yeah
0: uh let's see uh if you're gonna be a dark walker at the end of your movement phase, phase pick a friendly gore herd un-gore or Ungor raiders wholly within nine of the battlefield edge, and it slinks into the shadows, yeah, take that unit off the battlefield, set it up wholly within nine inches of the battlefield edge, and so basically if you're you deploy and suddenly it's like, uh, nothing can get here or the battle moves. You can just – or even if you're yeah. on one corner of the board, oh, you know what? I'm going to move them. I'm going to actually move my units to within the edge here because they're not where I want them to be. They're not the, – you know, I put them here. This part of the battle is not going – I move mm-hmm. them, and then at the end of the movement phase, pick them up and move them to some other board edge. That's
1: right. that's pretty – It's pretty neat. I mean – It's one unit at the end of your movement like phase. Yeah, Especially if, like, the ones that have the – Battle plans that have objectives on the sides now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got my guys on the, on the edge. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean it's one unit per turn. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a cool little move. I mean, I still feel yeah. like getting getting four to six models back to all my basic units is is mm-hmm. a huge winner here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now, if you're if you're the Gave Spawn, you can have gibber, uh, gibbering congregations, which is basically three uh, specialty spawn chaos spawns. Yeah. Yep. Uh, three so you specialty. Three ca- of them. Yeah. yeah. And it's and they either you put them all out as one, but then they're each their own thing, right? They can all go their own way. I think. Yes. Because it says something about that. Uh, can only be included a single. Can only be included a, gra- a Gave Spawn army. These units must be taken as a set, referred to as the Gibbering Congregation, although taken as a set, each is a separate unit. Now, do you, does that mean you put them each on the battlefield separately? I think they're a unit. Yeah, I think they come down, yeah. Come down as a unit. Because I think when you're in deploying, they come down as one, yeah. But 230 points for the three of yeah. them, uh, you know, in a regular Chaos is, and this is only 65 So you're paying a little extra for that, but I think they've got some better rules. So, yeah. Uh, And then finally, if you're you're in a quake fray, I like this one. uh, Sigors become priests. Yeah, and they know the following prayer in addition to any other prayers. Uh, Prayer happens on a three range of twelve. Pick an objective. Each unit within six inches of that objective takes D3 mortal wounds and until your next hero phase. When determining the number of models in the units that are contesting that objective, the number must be halved rounding
1: down for your enemies. Mm -hmm. So, No effect on Beasts of Chaos units. mm -hmm. That's a big one. I like that one a lot.
0: Yeah. Pick an objective and they take D3 mortals and they only count as half the models for contesting. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. That's something that you're totally using when you're going through and picking out your... uh, you know the your thing for your turn, your battle tactic. and It's like, oh, take control of that. Okay, I am going to say the prayer on that, which just cuts your guys' numbers in half. This is going to make mm-hmm. it easier for me to take control of it. It's it's yeah. just really good.
1: It's kind of short ranged, and it happens in the hero phase. Mm-hmm. So, you know, would be better if you could move and then do that. But yes. that's not how prayers work. So yeah,
0: um, the grand strategies aren't too bad. Did you look at right. what did you think of the grand strategies? I I think they're excellent. They're definitely themey, uh, and they don't mm-hmm. they don't seem too impossible. Uh, right. No enemies within nine inches of your herdstone, and during the game, nobody affected it with a rule that said you couldn't use the rules for it. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't blow yeah. it up with something. Yeah, um, that doesn't seem too impossible. You control two or more objectives, and they're they're contested by Brayherd units. Okay. Two or more war herd units wholly within nine inches of the
1: battlefield edge. Yes, I like the this. war herds are minotaurs.
0: Yeah, on the belt, wholly within nine inches of the battlefield. So at the end of the battle, these guys can't be in the middle of the board ch- hacking away. They've got to be on right. the edge, wholly within
1: nine inches of the battlefield edge. Yep, that's a little that's that gets a little tricky. That was a little dicey. Not yeah, just keep two of them alive. You need to make sure you get them, move them. I mean, I, you could. It could be, you know, the other side of the board from where they started. I guess you know. Well, I mean, whatever it is, it's just. But uh,
0: you know, somewhere around turn four, you got to make mm-hmm. sure they're moving towards the edge of the of the board. You got to pay attention yeah. to it because it really only matters in that last part with their th- where they right? are. You know. Uh
1: huh. Um. And oh. some of these are some of these are actually difficult. If you're like, I could see that being an issue, like a tournament. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Well, we're only going to get three turns in. Like, well, my freaking war herd is here. <laughs> well, yeah. they're not at the battlefield edge. You? you don't get your grand energy. Oh, come on.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. That I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, if two or more friendly Cygors or gorgons are on the battlefield and none of them have a number of wounds that exceeds half their wound total, so mm-hmm. they got So if they have at least half their wounds. And there's two of them there. You win that one, which is yeah. it's not just stay these, on the battlefield. Are, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean they're all pretty, they're all, they're, all, they're kind of tricky. They you know some of these. None of
0: them are gimmies,
1: but mm-hmm. none of them are like
0: impossible. Like right, you right. know you can especially with the way some of these guys heal up and stuff. Like yeah. it's that I don't think it's as hard as it might look when you first read so it.
1: Desecrating herd is probably the most flexible one. So the Battle engine Guclides, Grand Strikes, if you control two or more objectives... Okay. And, and, and they've
0: got Bray Herd units...
1: Right, so... Contesting them, so... I mean, yeah. you
0: probably... Yeah, I mean... Most armies I mean, are going to have this. You just the, the thing is, they have to be alive. You can't just control yeah. the objectives with other stuff. You've got to keep some right. of your herd alive.
1: Okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're probably going to lose anyways if you aren't able to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the battle tactics here... Uh, are pretty uh, they're not bad either
0: you know pick an enemy unit near the herdstone and wipe them out um first or second turn you have to do this one uh if your general and two or more other friendly units are within three inches of any enemy units so you got to in the very beginning of the game you got to get them in there close which means that either you didn't Put them into reserve, you know, so you can kind of get them out there. Or yeah, you got to be this super. One is, yeah.
1: This one this one's pretty would be pretty simple if you were playing like the Zangor stuff. Yep, you absolutely. Know, you, could pick, you could pick the Shaman as your general, and then you could pick you know Enlightened on discs. Mm-hmm. They're so friggin' fast. Or Chaos Warhounds, right? You know they're really fast, and you just you just plan on doing this. You know, on turn two, right That's what I would do um or or yeah or, or turn one or turn two, I would just plan on doing this, right, especially because mm-hmm. it has to happen in the first two turns, so just mm-hmm. make sure that you
0: you have this in in your head when you're working on it, yeah, yeah, um pick an objective control by your opponent, you get it if you now if you control it and it's contested by a friendly unit of ten or more models, yeah once again, not hard, but it's Requiring that you're gonna have some beast hurt because ten or more yeah. either means you got a perfect unit or
1: you had or you boosted and got a thirties. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of these units are gonna get boosted. I mean Oh sure. I mean these beastmen units are gonna be at least twenty to thirty, I would think most of the time. Right. I yeah. w- I would think.
0: Yeah, I would get, why am I putting out tens? If I'm gonna put out ten, I'm gonna put out twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, just you can, you, can ex- ten, you,
1: can, you can get away with ten Zangorers. Because those are two wounds each, anyways. So. Oh sure, yeah. Let's see what else.
0: Uh, pick an enemy unit. If that is picked as a target of a heroic action from the Rituals of Ruin battle trait and is destroyed during this turn, that one's not hard either. I like that no. one because it yeah, doesn't say they have to be destroyed unit, yeah. by the ritual. You just the ritual. Mm-hmm. You have to target them with the ritual, mm-hmm. and then they have to die before the end of the turn. Right. That's that one. I think is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you complete uh, the
1: next one if yeah destroyed this turn by mortal wounds in the charge phase. Your charge
0: phase, which is you got a lot of impact hit units in this. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that totally works. Also, uh, last one. Complete the tactic if there are two or more friendly beast of chaos units in cover, wholly outside of your territory at the end yeah. of this turn. So that, that one's that not one's too hard. Sh-
1: that one should be pretty pretty simple because it, it could just put some, two characters in the woods or on top of a rock or something or yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah, no, totally easy.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Um... And this book also, as long as we're talking battle tactics, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Galician champions in this thing because we're in, you know, the season that we're in right now. Right. I mean, you've got... You know, you're gonna have probably you're gonna have multiple beast lords, multiple great bray shamans. I'm guessing is gonna be your army. That's what I'm thinking too. You know. So let's uh, the doom bull is also a Galician champion.
2: mm Hmm. mm
1: Hmm. That guy's that guy's nasty. So
0: let's take a quick look. Um, the command traits. Mm-hmm. Um. Are, any of these stick out to you? Uh,
1: yeah. Let me get. Let me get back to that. Page sixty four. <laughs> yep. I like the twist fray. Add the number of the battle round to casting rolls for your yep, general. that's that's the one I was looking at too. That's awesome. Hmm. That, that one's super cool. Um, and there are a lot of them are like they're kind of like themed to like Rot fray would be like a nurgly one, slake fray would be like a slanishi one. mm Hmm. And they all have the kind of the characteristics you would think for that. Yeah, um, I mean Rod Rodfrey playing his is kind of bonkers. Roll honestly. a die for
0: each enemy unit within three inches of this general at the start of the combat phase on a two-up D3
1: mortals. Yeah, but is that it's at the start of the combat phase? It's yep. Every combat phase, this happens. Yep. I mean that's woof. You know, it happens a ten-turn or you know five-turn game. That's happens ten times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're in combat, I mean, you can keep your guy alive for all that time, and he's in there fighting where he's supposed to be. Man, you could do a lot of damage over the course of a game. Um, I like that one. Yeah, that's I like that one a lot. Cool. Yeah, and then um, Bicio Cunning is like what the first one.
0: Yeah, basically that's that's. You take someone in reserve after deployment, and when you set them up, uh, they don't have to be by the table edge. They nope. can be anywhere. Which if I
1: look at I look at the distance, seven, seven inches, inches. Yeah. So pretty much, um, that's the same rule that Stormcast have with the, mm-hmm. the Lord Imperitant. You know, but it's one unit at the beginning. One that's unit. your whole that that that's
0: your command trait for the game, though. One unit after deployment. You know, mm-hmm. but you set that unit up at the end of your moving phase. Um, I, I would that could probably... be super powerful.
1: It's I... just a, it's a beast of chaos units. Any unit, basically, right? I mean, they're all they've all got the beast of chaos keyword. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing stopping you from, you know, doing that on. I mean, what are the what are the battle line units? Ungors. I mean, the only battle line units are. Unggore's Gores, and the chaos spawn. If you're in that army, do the I don't know, well. There's a bunch of things. Our uh, battle line is battle line. Oh. Battle line ifs. Yeah. So
0: bull gores,
1: centagores, yeah. so dragon mean, ogres. Think of that. If your general is a doom bull, and you've got, you know, bestial cunning, and you double reinforce a unit of bull gores, that's nine bull gores setting up seven inches away from something. At the very beginning of the game,
0: you can also do it with any of the big monsters too. I mean, you could literally do it with any of these things, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. This has to be a beast of chaos unit. You know? Yeah. I mean, talk about. I mean, talk about trying to. You know, that's that's a tactic, right? You pin somebody in their zone at the beginning of the game with just this massive unit. You're probably going to lose the unit over the course of a couple of turns, but they're going to have to deal with that. That's kind. Of, it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and then I, I don't know if, do I don't, and honestly. There's nothing your opponent can do about it, right? Yeah. If you go, you know, if you decide you're, if you're going to go first, like you're going to put your army into a one drop or two drop, not a lot your opponent can do about this. If you decide to go first and just alpha strike, like crazy. And sure. it's like the ultimate alpha, This is like the ultimate alpha strike army, right? And that's what it's here for. <laughs> it's here for ambushing. If you, yeah, if you can make that work, I mean, Absolutely. Right? I mean and that's a that's a that's a cool one. That that one's very interesting to me. What about the relics?
0: Any of the relics, the artifacts um, of power?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, Bray Blast Trumpet, why not? I mean free. Yeah. Right? It's just free units.
0: Once per battle you get to pick in a unit of ten gores, ungores mm-hmm. or ungore raiders. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. That's, that's mean, not a bad artifact. Just a free unit of ten.
1: It's just a free unit of ten. I mean, how many? I mean, how many points is that? One hundred and ten points. one hundred and ten points. I mean, I mean, it is a risk still. It's on a two up, but you know. Yeah. Um. Let's see.
0: Um. Some of the other ones aren't aren't bad. Uh. Allowing the uh, making your enemy strike last on a two plus mm-hmm. isn't bad. Yeah. No, that's good. And no ward saves against uh, one of my weapons isn't bad. Ignoring spells or prayers on a four-up isn't bad. Um, But, uh, yeah, I really liked... Uh, I mean, I just feel like if I'm going to pick one right off the bat... I mean, I know that a unit of 10 gores is only like 110, 120 points, but
1: it's 10 10 more models
0: they get to put out. It's
1: 10 more models that they can be... And it's once per battle any time during the game you can do this right it's like man alive i really need to get that objective that's way in the corner you know and there you go yeah and it doesn't have to be you know you know your general obviously or your character whoever has this has to be obviously has to be alive duh but yeah i like i like that one uh,
0: let's see what else. Let's uh, spell lords. We got two different spell lords: Brayherd wizards and Thunderscorn wizards. And that's mm-hmm. the that's your dragon ogres, right? Yeah, that's your Thunderscorn wizards. Yeah, because it's not uh, the Zangor stuff. Yeah, Ba-ba-ba. I mean, there's yeah, the dragon ogre Shag. I think he's the here. only one.
1: Yeah, he's a yep.
0: So it's, he's got it's, his it's, own list. Uh, okay. So, uh,
1: spell stuff. There's some good stuff in here, and it's a lot of it's cheap. And it's 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 real. Most of it's short range too. twelve to twelve or eighteen. I mean, tendrils of atrophy is like, oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, there's
0: like okay, so you start. Yeah, but you start with like what that does. Yeah, (laughs) you put that on a beast lord or a doom bull. Seven range of 12 inches, plus one to the damage inflicted by each successful attack made with a melee weapon that targets this unit until your next yeah, hero phase. Yeah.
1: You, yeah, you cast it on enemy unit.
0: Oh, that's right. So it's plus one damage and, and, and,
1: for anything, yeah. Every successful attack? Like, oh, my, that's a, that's a unit wiper right there. Mm-hmm. Plus one damage.
0: So basically just, yeah, melee, all your melee weapons are at plus one damage if you attack this guy.
1: Yeah, and those gores with, like, the savage a pair of savage blades Uh uh-huh i mean those guys are kicking out just a stupid amount of attacks well plus the guys
0: who can do their damage and mortal wounds on sixes i think the beast lord can do that so now that i'm doing my damage and mortal wounds plus one on sixes yeah i mean yeah
1: the gores paired hacking blades three attacks each (sighs) Mm -hmm. that's a lot of attacks and now it's yes
0: now it's now it's damage. all plus
1: one damage. So you just basically turn, it basically you turn those that unit into, like you know, like the hunters, you know, the bounty hunters. So mm-hmm. you to basically turn them into a unit of Galician veterans. I mean, like that. That I means that's if I was playing Zinch, and I saw and that somebody had that spell, I'd be like, oh no, they're like my horrors are going to get dusted now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, my God. Uh, I
0: like Primal Dominance. It's just uh, pick an enemy monster, and it only counts as one model for contesting objectives and cannot do monstrous rampages. Mm-hmm.
1: That is great if you're going to go up against the Sons of Bayomot. Okay. Psh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that one. I was like, no. <sighs> that's, I'm actually building that army right now. <laughs> one like, model. Oh, no. You count as one for uh-huh. contesting. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh.
0: yeah, that's that's great. Um, like I said, the the first one, Tide. D three mortals and you can't get commands until the end of the turn.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. That's cannot receive commands. I I love it when you start cutting people off from those types of things. You still issue them, you just can't receive them. Right, but still, (laughs) that's a big deal. Uh, Also, the the, the,
1: you can't make pylon moves until your next hero phase. Yeah, vicious strangle That's that's also you. That one's got a longer range, eighteen.
0: Yeah, but all these there's there's uses for all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like I and this is what makes me it's like, all right, the book feels kind of generic in 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 those ways that we're approaching, you know, armies from other places. We've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um and there's not a ton of units. You know, it's everything's no, uh, not. You know, yeah. But it I just feel like there's all sorts of combos. There's all sorts of things. Like all yeah. of these things are gonna be useful in some way. Mm-hmm. And then you get to your dragon ogre wizards, your thunderscorn ones. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is okay. So, the, <laughs> okay, cast on a six range of 21 inches. Pick an enemy unit within range. Not wholly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, half their move characteristic, half their run yeah. rolls, and half their charge rolls. That's super powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what's fulgurous blades?
1: Yeah. What, kind, what word is that?
0: Uh, Fulgurus, I'm not certain, I didn't look it up
1: (laughs) I've never heard of that word before That must have something to do with lightning
0: Probably Um, It goes off on a 6 again These are all 5s and 6s except for one of them Um, uh, Pick a Beast Chaos unit wholly within 18 Minus 1 from attack characteristics Of melee weapons targeting that unit To a minimum of 1 you minus one attack can be a big deal. I mean, you were oh, just yeah. saying how a lot of these units have two or three attacks. They've got paired weapons. Yep. Minus one attack, that's going to change everything. Um, Thunder Wave goes off on a five range of three inches. Each unit within range takes D3 mortal wounds. Not bad. If there's a lot of units on you, because you're playing yeah. a Dragon or it's a bigger base. Big base.
1: Yeah, big base on the shadow. Two or
0: three things up against you, and it's like, oh, psh, take them all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Furious Gale, subtract one from attacks with missile weapons against this unit. Not bad. Or No, that one's while they're within range of the caster. So mm-hmm. the minus one for the melee weapons, you pick a friendly Beast of uh, Chaos unit. So that you pick a unit, and it's minus one to hit them in melee. Or minus one to the attacks against them in melee. Yeah. I'm sorry, yep. and yep. this
1: one is raging storm.
0: Everyone, yeah, everyone who's within uh, eighteen inches minus one for the attacks of missile weapons by enemies oh, yeah, while yeah, they're yeah. within range yeah. of eight. That's I, I like how they're taking away your attacks, mm-hmm. both in melee against a specific unit or in general if you're within range and firing missiles. Yeah. Yeah, and then the last one is a raging, raging storm. This one, I, table, it's table wide, table wide. Heal one wound to friendly Thunderscorn units. In addition, each enemy unit takes a mortal wound.
1: Yeah, every unit. Yep. Oh, I got plus, eight plus on that one.
0: Yeah, eight plus. But you know, if you're playing a a, a army of dragon, a thunderscorn army, mm-hmm. um, you know, they each heal a wound, and every wound c- helps. And then every enemy unit on the table yeah. takes a wound. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, um, talked we talked about these. Th- yep. We talked about this. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's take a break. Yeah. Let's take a break and come back and hit some of these units and get through this. We'll be right yep. back. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got boards. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly, local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at And we're back. Hey. All right. Let's talk about some of these units because we've talked about all the cool things they can do. But what are the units themselves do? Mm. All right. Your basic beast lord. This is the the new model, right? Yes. The one and only. Six wounds, four up save, move six. You know, big old Mm. beast lord hero. Um. First of all, um, unmodified sixes to hit do damage equal to the weapon's damage characteristic. Yeah, which is two for this guy. Five attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage is not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get that spell that that, uh, that unit, all the attacks get plus one to the damage. Yeah. And this guy's doing three damage and sixes are doing three mortals on his five attacks.
1: Yeah, would you get that? I don't know.
0: I would think so. Equal to the weapon's damage characteristic. And I believe the spell actually says add one to the damage characteristic. Yeah. Let me double check it because I could be wrong. No, that's what it says. Um, Add one to the damage. Oh, inflicted by each successful attack made with a melee weapon that targets. uh, So Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I think it's usually just two and then... Well it says you add one to the damage character it says you add one to the total damage done by a successful attack. Mm. A successful attack does two mortals, you're gonna add one unless that one's not, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That one will probably get FAQ'd at some point just because someone will ask.
1: Right. And then this other thing where he gets a plus one to hit and wound for attacks made with melee weapons by friendly beasts of cast units for the holy within a foot of this unit. So he's always gonna get it on his own. So he's hitting and wounding on twos. Yeah. And then all the I guys around him, yeah, are doing the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's and within then, three inches of
0: oh, I mean heroes.
1: Yeah, and then he can do the thing where he fights, and then a unit's close to him fights a Bray herd unit. Yes. Mm-hmm. So
0: that if that's oh that's cool though because
1: if you yeah. run him up with a with
0: a unit next to him. He's going to attack, and then boom, then um, my gores are going to attack, or my best of gores are going to attack right along with me.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not super defensive. I mean, he's got six wounds, four up save. I mean. Nah, but he's going to run in there and do his thing. Yeah. I think it's interesting
0: that he's got to be within three inches of an enemy hero for the plus one to Mm -hmm. uh, hit and to wound for units within him. So it's, it's I think, when, when I'm going after their important guys, everybody else just fights a little bit harder. Yeah. I don't know. Beast Lord's pretty, I mean, for his cost, too, um, he's a pretty decent. How many points is that guy? Basic hero. Beast Lord. Hold on. Beast Lord. Uh, 145. Yeah. That's pretty cheap. I don't, yeah, for what he can do, it seems to me like it is, at least. I mean, the great Brace Shaman is next. Ninety-five points. <laughs> okay, five wounds, five up. Save though. Yeah. All right. Uh, three attacks, threes by threes. No rend. Two damage. Still not bad. Cast and unbind one. Plus six to the range of heroic actions from the ritual and ruins that you carry out with this unit. So you're. you're so the shamans get six extra inches to the heroic.
1: Yeah. So it's eighteen now.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's not bad. mm Hmm. Considering those things that we already talked about, that you could do all of these things. Yeah. um, Pick an enemy unit within 18 and give them D6 mortal wounds. Yeah. All right. You know, pick a unit within 18 and make a move to D6. Okay. You just keep like a unit of 20 Ungors near this dude. A six up ward for units wholly within 18 now. Like, those are pretty, you know, those are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and they're cheap enough where you could have four of them, and they could each do one. Yep. Yeah. And then they've got devolve, cast on a seven rage at eighteen inches. If three d si- if you roll three d six and it's more than their bravery, yeah. Um, until the next hero phase, you roll that before they make a normal move, run, retreat, or charge. Yeah, I
1: think you roll it three d six like every time. Yes, they do something until like that. your
0: next hero phase. Mm-hmm. Roll it ev- until they do that. So that right. spell is great. By the
1: way, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
0: Um, I had the the realm lords when they first came out had a spell like this, mm. except it didn't. It didn't uh, half. Uh, it didn't half the distance they moved. It said they couldn't move, which was really broken. Yeah. But oh right. I, but I pick a <laughs> yeah. unit within within 18 inches yeah. and every time they try to move to my next hero phase it's going to be it's
1: going to I got a chance to half it that's that's pretty good this is like a spell you'd like you'd bring like the the uh, the spell portal that and you'd, yeah and you sh- and you blast this one through the spell portal not a bad plan you know
0: but that's just like I said slowing down
1: keeping things oh I'm going to move my guy now
0: you're moving at half speed right I'm I am mean, keeping three, it away. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, three d six roll. You know, most heroes have bravery of like six or seven. Three d six. So, your average roll is a ten. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're probably gonna get it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. What other heroes have we got? Uh, so there's got the Doom Bull. The Doom Bull. Doom Bull's got eight wounds and a four up save. Yeah. See, the the I think the the one thing I look at this. I don't see a lot of. I don't see a lot of uh, ward saves and. Mm-hmm. I see a, a lot of lower, I guess, saves, it feels like yeah. with this army. Feels yeah, like they die quick. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they're going to die fast.
0: Uh, so, a buck to, like, 60 uh, for this guy. So, he's more yeah. than
1: a. And a buck 60 is really not that many points
0: for heroes. Not
1: really. I mean.
0: Yeah, eight wounds, four up save. Okay. After he makes a charge move on a two up, the unit that he, you know, within an inch of him uh, takes D3 mortal wounds at the end of the phase yeah so it's not gonna wipe them out, but after it makes a charge move, roll a dice and they'll take that at the end of the phase um two attacks fours by fours two damage, and three attacks threes by threes one rend three damage so they've got they they got a lot of potential damage here
1: yeah um and they kind of got around the fact that like the beast lord and this guy they don't have a lot of rend on their attacks, but it's that it's their rule right it's their it's that the thing where they do, you know, the the damage equal to the... On a six. So that helps them get around kind of having low rend. I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, the blood greed. Yeah, it's the blood mm-hmm. greed. Unmodified six to hit with your melee weapon does mortal wounds equal to the weapon's damage characteristic. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking that spell would actually bump that. Mm. So two attacks from the horns becomes uh Damage three, and the three yeah. attacks from the axe become damage four
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's okay, you know i'll take that yeah, um that works for me. What other heroes have we got, we uh, got the oh Shagoth. oh he's got I'm sorry he has a command ability, sorry, doomble has a command ability at the start of the combat phase um must be within twelve inches and more than three inches from the enemies, and oh, you can charge with that unit. Yeah, so at the start of the combat phase, if somebody didn't make it in or somebody didn't get in, mm-hmm. I can I can uh, attempt to, or I wanted to get up close and then you know you uh, redeployed. Well, you can also use it in your opponent's combat phase. Oh, that's right. It's in the start of the combat phase. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's even mm-hmm. better.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's even better. Oh, that's and cool. He, and, and he could do it on himself. Yep, he's a he's because he's a war herd unit. What else? And, have, uh, so, a, what else is a war herd unit? Is a, a gorgon is a war herd unit? Bulgors, a Cygor is a war herd unit. Bulgors are the war herd units. So the big monsters, yeah, are war herd units. So he can use it on them. That is really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, because I'm looking at some of these other things. Um. The Chimera, the Cockatrice, the slith none of those. Right. Are yes. War. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, last hero. I think he's the last hero. would will be only four heroes in this army? Yeah, it's the Shaga. is the Dragon or Shaga. It's Ten wounds, four up well, save.
1: that's the Zangor Shaman, I guess is one. Is he a hero? Yeah. Oh,
0: cool. I, I You know what? I get I lost back there. Hold on. Where is that dude? The Enlightened, the Zangor... Cast Gargant. He's on, nine, he's on ninety-six. Oh, there he ah, there he is. Yep, there's the. So we'll we'll talk about him in a minute too. Yeah. Dragon Ogre Shagath, cast and dispel yeah. one. Yep. Each time this unit's affected by a spell, you can choose to roll it on a four up, ignore the spell mm-hmm. or endless spell. Um, two d six attacks in uh, uh, yeah, the got shooting, a shooting phase. Attack.
1: Yeah. Two
0: D6 attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. 12-inch yeah. range. That's pretty good. It's not bad. And then he's got a bajillion attacks. Yeah. <laughs> he's got an
1: axe, tail. They're all
0: three by three. Four limbs. Yeah. They're all threes by threes. But five attacks with one rend, two damage. D6 attacks, no rend, two damage. Four attacks, no rend, one damage. Yeah. I mean, there's a potential for... um. 12 and 10, 22, um, 26 damage, potentially. Yeah. Obviously, people aren't going to get all that, but, you know. And then at the end of the combat phase, roll a die on a two-up, heal up to D3 wounds. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the combat phase, roll a dice for each enemy unit within three inches. And on a two-up, they take D3 mortals. Yeah. So at the end of the combat phase, on a two-up, I heal D3, and then I roll for everyone else is taking D3 from me. Those are, I mean, that's right there. All of
1: that extra, there's a lot of that in this army. Yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that he can heal on every combat phase this guy heals. Yeah. in com- He's in combat healing, which is different than heroic recovery, where you have to be more than three. No, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he's he's kind of
0: unique in that way. Well, and the dragon ogres can, can do it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dragon ogre, and dragon ogre, Shagath can just heal up at the end of the combat phase and then divvy out some damage.
1: Yeah, I just I just feel like he ain't gonna live that long, unfortunately.
0: Ten wounds with a four up save. And if he makes it through the combat phase, he's putting back D three on a two up. I mean, it's probably yeah. going to happen. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Spells. He's ignoring half the spells. Yep. I- and summon lightning. Ooh, seven. 24 inches, D3 friendly scorn units heal D3 wounds. Right. So that's, a, that's your, your magic spell. You're healing D3 wounds during the magic phase to, to the units and you're healing at the end of the... Yeah.
1: It just it, feel, God, it feels like that, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be healing himself a lot. It's just like question, can he survive long enough to be able to do... It? I would give him probably the 5-up ward. Item? Oh no, he can't. He's not a Galician champion. He can't even take it. Mm. He take the six-up ward from the regular book, which is drop, might might be worth it. Yep. Um, this, this is like the classic. Like this is almost like a destruction army where there's a lot of punch here. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of defense. Nope. It's all out attacks. That's what they do though. That's the whole lore, yep. right? They just yeah, keep coming yeah. in
0: and attacking.
1: Yep. Yep. In, in in numbers, it just if gosh just in it, numbers, right mm-hmm. And they're gonna be all over the place. I think that's what the the book is trying to They're supposed to be coming in from everywhere if you're yeah. if you're
0: attacking if you if you've got a lot of units, if you're not expending mm-hmm. too much on right. just uh, characters and, and monsters, you could put a lot of gore on the table. Oh yeah. And, and they, they can got... just suddenly they're coming in from every direction and that's what the lore's talking about how you're just hearing yeah. noises in the jungle and next thing you know you're being attacked. Yeah, and you can and
1: they're so cheap like you can keep back, you know. You could probably keep back 3 units until, you know, turn because they have to come in by turn 3, right?
0: No, they have to come in by turn 2, the start of the by battle two. round in turn 3 at the start of the battle round. Okay. Anything not in by anything in still in reserve is
1: dead. Okay, so, so they had to be in by turn two, but mm-hmm. still. Except that one and there's a couple units where you can bring them in later and a couple of abilities. Yeah, I mean so that's I mean that's it for heroes. We've got Yeah, well I, I mean besides and, there's Angor Shaman,
0: which There's you Angor
1: Shaman who is, you know
0: Yeah six wounds one, one. six yeah. wounds, yeah, four up cast yeah. Yeah. Um, once per battle, he can cast an extra spell, and he gets plus 3 to casting for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, his Boon of Mutation, uh, picking an immune, do D3 mortal wounds. If you do those mortal wounds, you get to put Zangors into a Zangor
1: host that's nearby.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's exactly the same as he is in the Siege book.
0: Yeah. In fact, most of these Zangor things are pretty much the same.
1: Except they're way more expensive in this book than they are
0: in the Zeech book. Someone described, it and they said, they looked at both of the books, and they said, this and the Gloomspite gets are both great books. They're both fun. They're both mm-hmm. cool books. They said, you play a 2,000-point game, though, and when you're playing Gloomspite, it feels like you're playing with 2250 mm. But they say, when you play with this book, it's, it feels like you're playing with 1750
1: Interesting. Yeah, even
0: though you're playing your 2000, that's how they said that's how it felt to them playing. I forget who, I just read it on social
1: media, yeah. no, and it I, was just I, such I a weird of, phrase. I'm like, that's interesting. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's like Zangor and Lighten on foot in a Zinch army are 90 points for three. In this book, they are 165. <laughs> wow, that's a big difference. Wow, okay. Isn't that crazy? It is kind of crazy.
0: So, um, <laughs> that's like, what? Let's they
1: do the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> yep. Let's talk. Uh, those are the heroes. Like I said, not a lot of heroes. I, know. I, I mean, know. yeah, it's one, two, three. There's only six leaders. <laughs> the great brave shaman. Oh, and there's the the you can you can. Oh, he's a leader. Who? The the, the uh, Nashrack Feltooth. Yeah, yeah. The Underworld's guy. He could be your general. He could be your general. And he's actually
1: kind of aw- he's actually kind of awesome.
0: Is he? I'm yeah, looking he's at cool. the great he's a wizard. All right, he's got the infused with bestial vigor that the regular wizards have.
1: His spells
0: good. He's got one more wound. Um, he's got a slightly better weapon, less range, but it's got rend.
1: Yeah. And then his spell, what is this? Uh, goes off so on a seven range eighteen. An enemy unit takes d3 mortal wounds, and you add one to hit rolls for attacks that made with melee weapons melee that target that unit. Oh, so that's like the other
0: spell that targets the unit, but you're doing d3 wounds
1: on him first. Yeah. All right.
0: And his little herd can. Uh...
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his little herd just, you know. Yeah. I think they're uh, like, a bo- like a bodyguard for him. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So,
0: let's talk about guys you're gonna bring now if you're gonna go with your bray herd, which is yeah. like that all herd one is that's for bray herd units right mm- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, if you're going mostly gore, which is like I said everybody knows my play style, by now, if you listen to the show, that's what I'm doing. I'm just taking lots and lots and lots of gores, and of yeah. course, if I do that, then I'm probably gonna take the all herd because I get to put back don't let's not forget about that four. To six slain models in every Goreherd unit, Ungor unit, and Ungor Raiders
1: unit. Yeah, you know what's interesting is what? What is the rule for all herd? It is you, at the end of uh,
0: at the end of the battle shock phase. So it's both battle shock phases. At uh-huh. the end of the battle shock phase, return D three plus three slain models to each each friendly gore herd. herd. Ungor and Ungor Raiders unit on the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Gores are what? A, what did I say? A buck 10 for 10. So 220 for 20. Mm-hmm. And at the end of every Battleshock phase, I'm putting four to six of them back on the table.
2: Yeah.
1: That's stupid. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Ungors, you get 80 for 10. I take 20 Ungores just to hold an objective, and every yeah. turn, if you're, if you're picking away at them or shooting away at them, mm-hmm. I'm, putting, I'm putting four to six back. I mean, it's, it's great. Now, what do the Gores do? They've only got one wound and a five-up I save. Know. I wish they had two wounds. Uh, they are pretty cheap, though. They are. One ten. Um, oh, if you give them a shield. Yeah, they go to four up. Yeah, I mean, the, the paired hacking blades basically gives them one extra attack. You can have two attacks, yeah. and it's fours by threes, no rend, one damage. Mm-hmm. Now, you keep him near a beast lord who's fighting. That goes to threes by twos, you know, yeah, if he's fighting a hero. But I just feel like I'm giving them the shield. They've only got one wound. Give him the four-up save. Give him a oh, fighting chance.
1: What, what's neat about that is it doesn't say it increases their save. It actually changes their save characteristic. Uh-huh. So that means they can all out defense down to a three plus.
0: Yes. It just it has a save characteristic of four. Right. I just feel like that's kind of the way to go.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. You're not really expecting these guys, maybe you're just not <laughs> expecting them to do a lot of damage. Right. They're more to there to make up the numbers. Also, if these if the
0: Gore have a banner, um yeah. they rally on fives instead of sixes. Right. So if if you didn't get enough models back at the end of the at the end of yeah. the Battleshock phase, <laughs> you can you can rally these guys on a 5 instead of a 6. Yeah. Plus 1 to run and charge for the for the musician, so not bad. Not bad. And if you made a charge, pick an enemy unit within an inch that has fewer models than this unit, so they you got to be outnumbering them. Right? Uh Roll a die, and on a three-up, they get they get strike last. Yeah, the enemy gets strike last, which is cool. At the end of your charge phase. So I mm-hmm. charge in, and then boom.
1: That's yeah, it's almost, almost kind of like a uh, like a night haunt thing, right, where they charge in and do that stuff. Mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. the same idea. Except this happens on a three-up. Strike last. You're running in with a
0: ton of gores. You got some beast lords with them. They yeah. all get these charges off, and everybody they charge, they're rolling a three up. Half your arm, two thirds of your army that just got into combat when I charged in. Yeah. This is where controlling the charge for this army is important. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I got, I just got into you with three units of twenty gore a piece, mm-hmm. and all of them are attacking before you are.
1: So it's important. Like we were just saying, like this is not a very defensive army. So. You have to make sure that your Ungors are screening your Gores. The Ungors take the hits, you know, on the charges that you're going to take, and then you counterattack with your Gore and beast lord, and you just go. You know yes. what I mean? And make them strike last. You do all your damage before you just get pummeled. And that's why you
0: need Ungor. Yeah. Because Ungor themselves are not 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 that great. But you're nope. shielding and just adding that shield, which yeah. for a eighty point ten wound throwaway shield, if it yeah. does survive, I'm putting half of it back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's great. In, in yeah. that sense, you so could also use um, you can also use uh, chaos warhounds. That is that. true. Yeah, there's ten of them. Hundred and ten points. But, I mean, I think a cast warhound. Don't they have, they have? How many wounds do they have? They have two each. Uh, where's the cast warhounds? Yeah, yeah, two wounds each. Yep. So they're almost like they're the same cost as beastmen. They're a little faster. Wait, who? Don't wait, cast warhounds. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Yeah, they're they're they move ten. So, they, and then they could, they got that cool charge uh, mechanic. When, they, when you make a charge roll for this unit, you can change one of the dice in that roll to a four. Okay. So, that means they're always going to be charging, what, if you roll two ones. Right. I guess they're always going to be charging five. Right. But. It's got a minimum, but, hey, it works. So, there was, yeah. So, they're, yeah. I could see how you, you could, like, you know, use these guys. On the flanks because they can ambush. Oh sure,
0: they got them and they got to That's the whole point. When you're reading this, those are the guys who are coming mm-hmm. in off the flanks. Them and the and the silly uh, the chari- the chariots. Yeah. Um, Ungors actually aren't that bad either, though. You can pick them. You know, two attacks fours by fours, no rend, one damage, or one attack in the melee phase and one attack in the shooting phase. Yeah. Because uh, you can that short spear. Um, they are also their standard bearer. And their musician do the same thing, so yeah. you know, returning them on a five instead of a six. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's cool with the Ungor is in the combat phase, when you pick them to fight, you can say it will evade, and then yeah. you retreat. Yeah, I like that. So I'm up do front. You charge. I'm going to retreat. I can retreat right back through my own unit. Right? My, mm-hmm. Can you retreat through a friendly unit?
1: Oh, uh, I think so.
0: Yeah. So I've got them there, and I've got them shielded or blocking, and now they're kind of in the way, and I don't want them to die. Just pull them out. Well, oh. yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the Ungor Raiders. Now those guys, one wounded with a six-up save. There, though, they've got the worst. They've still got all those rules, um, but and they, they have do the have. Hidden volley, yeah. They have two attacks for the for their bows, though, so mm-hmm. you can do that. And the hidden volley is only once per battle. Yeah, and it's at the start of the movement phase. Yeah, it's per unit, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once per battle, the start of your movement phase. If they're in reserve, you can pick a point on the battlefield edge and say they unleash a hidden volley. So, yeah, it's only once per battle because otherwise it would you could you could do it first and second round at yeah. the start of the movement phase.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, they're kind of expensive I mean, for me, I don't know. I'm not taking them. I don't, I don't think know, I'm taking ten, them. Ten of them for one fifteen.
0: They're it more expensive like- than gore. And the only yeah. thing is, is that a unit of ten gets twenty-four attacks, fours by fours, no rend, one damage from the side of the board before they come in. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's not going to do a lot of damage. No, I'm, see- I, I'm not seeing. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that might be a thing early to, to take a, you know, take a few, uh, take yeah. a few wounds off of a of a hero or something like right, that. Right. right.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but those are, I mean, that and those are your those are your. Your, Those are your kind of basic battle line units. Maybe we would talk. We could talk about. I guess we could go. Well, there's the bestegors. The bestegors, yep. And I like bestegors. I love the models. Now they have they, two
2: wounds.
0: Oh, one. Well, and they cost literally twice as much. Mm-hmm. So if you have a great brace shaman though as your general, if you took the shaman as your general, not the beast lord, mm-hmm. these guys can be battle line, but they're yeah. two twenty. Yeah. Um. I mean, they're better in basically every way to the Gore. Yep. They've got a four-up save, the better one, better save, one better bravery, one inch on extra inch on the range. Threes by three, they've got rend mm-hmm. uh, plus one a, to the attack characteristics. While it's within three inches of any enemy units that have been given all-out defense. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah,
1: I'm going to all-out defense against them. Okay, now they're three attacks. Yeah, and then they're <laughs> minus one to be wounded. If they're targeted by an Unleash Hell command, yeah, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it, um, it's it's one of those things where these are my better units, and you can start using your little command points for stuff against them. It's just going to upset them, right? You know, because <laughs> that's exactly what it's doing. And they also they're all the standard bearers, all the champion, all the champions are like plus one attack. Mm-hmm. All the standard bearers let you uh, rally on a five instead of a six, and all of your musicians add plus one to your rolling, uh, running, and charge rolls. Yeah, the
1: plus one to the charge for all of these guys is not probably, bad. It's, it's, so yeah, it means all your charges from ambush are going to be on eights.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You're going to have a, you're probably going to have a bunch of units doing this. You're going to hit some of those. And I like I mean all of this Goes into that
0: in, Once again All of their lore They're clever They're hiding The fact that those little Ungors can shoot From off the board Before you bring them on Yeah Is, is it great? Nah right. uh, It could be I suppose If you went Ungor crazy But it's only in that First turn And then they're gonna Get slaughtered
2: mm-hmm.
0: But it Boy does it fit The story yeah. These are the guys who don't want to come face to face. They're tiny yeah. and they're weak, but they're going to shoot you from the sides
1: and out of off right. the board. I, I could see like these games, like taking a long time to set up. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: you or not I mean? a lot at all because I mean your first turn's going to go slow, but you set up half your army in re- you know you set up your whole army in reserve. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, let's talk centigors and chariots. Yeah. I like the centigors, I always have. They lost a lot of their cool flavor rules, in fact, just about all of them. I was actually surprised to see they were even in here. <laughs> well, I mean, they got the models, yeah, five for a buck seventy, and they're also battle line if you got a great bray shaman
1: um yeah if you're if you're a uh a, yeah if you're a Beastlord beast lord or a bray shaman right
0: yep. Yeah. Now, these guys, their standard bearer is a bit different. Um, you can retreat and charge if you yeah. have a, a standard.
1: I like that. I always
0: like that rule. Oh, yeah. Retreat and charge with plus one to run and to charge. So I can retreat and then charge later. So they're constantly going because um, they don't get a, a bonus when they charge, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. They're one of those that don't. And they, they can retreat and charge but they don't have any of the cool bonuses, which you would think they would have because they're like cavalry practically. Yeah, they're cavalry. They have spears. First, two wounds or mortal wounds caused to this unit in the combat phase are negated. Yeah. If a model would flee as a result of a failed battle shock test, roll a die. On a two-up, that model does not flee. That's cool. How many models would run? Seven. Okay, well. Yeah, roll seven dice. Yep, because it says if a model would flee, roll a die for it. On a two-up, it doesn't flee. That's, that's, Am am I wrong? That sounds really good. Yeah, they're
1: 5 for 170.
0: I mean, um, I, they do seem expensive. I'm not saying they're the best choice. They've got two Well, they've got all those weapons. So they got two attacks, 3s by 3s, one rend, two attacks, 4s by 4s, no rend, everything's one damage. Like they're not mm-hmm. super but the fact that you can retreat and charge. They're Brayherd um so That's, some of these little bonuses that we talked about earlier, you can apply to them.
1: Yeah. And they're also fine cast. Uh, are they? Yeah. Wow. They didn't get a new model either. huh? Okay. You buy them You buy them fine cast and they come with uh, square bases. <laughs> oh, my. Okay.
0: <laughs> Plus one of the attack while it's within nine inches of objectives you don't control. So if you're trying to grab an objective, they get extra attacks. -hmm. Like I said, this is one I don't think I'm taking this unit. Not I mean, unless I'm coming up with something very themey. This one, I mean, it's cool. They're pretty fast. They're pretty
1: fast. Okay,
0: I'm sorry, we did not mention they have a 14 inch move. Yeah, I think they're the fastest unit in this book. You know, you had a couple of these and your and your hero that you could (sighs) drop in within seven. Yeah, and well, that that but remember that uh,
1: the thing that we talked about, you have to pick that battle tactic the first. Yeah, think about this: though, what you could do with these dudes. I mean, they have a four-up save, which is about as good as you're going to get. Two wounds each. They move really fast. You could set these guys up, and you could just blitz them up the battlefield twenty inches, and just get in the way. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot to get through. And they're not going to flee. You can beat them up. They're probably they're not going to run. Yeah. I mean, you really have to kill them because on a two-up, they're not running. Yeah, you're going to have to just kill these guys. and I mean, you could all defense them down to a three-up. I mean, they, it's just something you have to deal with. It's kind of like hex rates. Maybe they're better than I thought. I, I, I just see that's, that would be a, a way that could be used. Like, you know how hex rates, how they're so fast? That's what you do is you run a unit of 10 hex rates you know, up each flank, and you just get into people right away and just make them deal with the hex rates. Meanwhile, you know, the rest of their army is trying to kill the Hex race or get objectives, and you're not worried about it. Yeah. I see. I feel like you could do that with Senegores. You could just blast them up the battlefield right at the beginning. It'd be kind of expensive, but you could do it. Yeah. I mean, it costs cost you 340 for 10 of these guys. I don't know.
0: Yeah. See, that just seems like a lot mm-hmm. compared to some of the other stuff. Uh, the Tusk Gore Chariot. What about this? Uh, where is that on the list here? It's
1: cool. I
0: mean... I am just looking th- for the points on it. I'm trying to figure oh, out I what know. it was. Uh, 95 for one Yeah, of 95, these. right. And they They be- only move 10 inches. They don't move as fast. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, seven wounds. Um, and when it charges, you can pick an enemy unit within an inch, roll the number of dice equal to the unmodified charge roll. Yeah. And on a five... Um, the unit takes a mortal wound. Um, if the enemy unit has a wounds characteristic of one or two, it actually gets them on a four. Yeah. So, not too bad. It's not pretty bad. cheap. Um, it, it's got, once again, it's got movement. Yeah. And, and you it's got a t- bunch t- of attacks. And you can take a bunch of them. <laughs> Ten. For 95, yeah. You can take. <laughs> Yeah. If this unit has two or more models, one model in this unit can be a charioteer alpha. Add one of the attack characteristics for that model's melee weapons, yeah. which is like all the attacks. So that's not bad. We talked about the Razor
1: Gores. Um, and by the way, all of this stuff is out of stock right now. Yep. I think all a lot of, of
0: people are trying to play this. Um,
1: Let's, okay,
0: let's kind of just, I don't want to sit and go through every single unit because not every, like I said, the, like
1: a lot of the slang. The, this is this is also a fine cast kit. Uh, the slangor? No, the oh. the uh, test score chariot.
0: Oh, that's another fine cast kit. See, God yeah. bless America. It
1: contains 23 fine cast components. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I bet you'd love to build
0: that. Mm, I build it. I don't care, but whatever. It just seems fun. <laughs> um, the the Bullgore. Uh-huh. Let's. Talk, I mean, I. I'm, I. You know, I. I just feel like I'm kind of slip. Is there something I want? I, mean, about, I,
1: want I want to talk about the slang or fiend
0: Okay, go for it.
1: Because they are way better than the Slendish Heed Knights of Slanesh version. Okay. They have and they're just better in pretty much every way. Um, let me call up the. Let me get that. I was just looking at this.
0: It does have a lot of attacks. With what? Yeah. Um, in fact, um, each model is armed with razor sharp claws. Mm-hmm. What's the gilded weapon then?
1: So it's like the the thing the champion holds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in in this book, they're two inch range, four attacks, fours, threes, rend one, two damage. Yep. And then the champion's weapon is he gets the five attacks. Threes, yeah. Right. So in the Hidden Knights of Slaanesh book, they are. Two inch range, three attacks, fours hit, three wound, one rend, one damage. Ah, <laughs> oh, so they're better in this one, they're, they're much better. The gilded weapon, or well, yeah, the razor shark called gilded weapon picks you up an extra attack. Four threes, yeah, so it's got the same stats, but they still yeah, only got a the, five up save. Um, they yeah, do move the, eight inches. Yep, they're fast and, and uh, and then they do the thing with the slaughter at any cost. This is a cool rule. Yeah, that is different. So in the Hedonites book, they just get plus one attack if they charge. That's it. <laughs>
0: oh, that's not this.
1: No. At the end of any phase, mm-hmm. if
0: any wounds or mortal wounds are allocated to this unit, it's more than nine inches from enemy units, it can move D six inches. Yeah. That's pretty cool. If you're that's hitting it. this guy from a distance, it's gonna come at it can come at you. Or it just says it can move. It
1: can move D6 inches. it can move farther away if it wanted to. Yeah. End of any phase. So I'm thinking like in your own hero phase you do stuff to them. You like hit them with like an endless spell or something and do a wound to them. Or uh, you have them near...
0: Uh, I, I, I don't know if they can do it, if this counts but um, they are Brayherd. The thing that they take when they do the the... Uh, oh yeah, you can like do the a, heroic a action thing.
1: That uh, Do the heroic actions to them, yeah.
0: Then it does a damage, and then they're not by the guys, and then they're moving to D6 inches. Yeah. Because that, 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 that works, right? I'm not I'm not just out of my head with that because that's... I think uh,
2: so.
0: That, that would be the... To another Beast of Chaos unit within three inches. They can yeah. do the D3 mortal wounds, and that's a Beast of Chaos unit. So, yeah. Heck
2: yeah, yeah.
0: So it, and it's got three wounds. So you could put you, one you, or two you, on and you, then
1: move them. You, you might accidentally kill one, but. <laughs> well, you roll
0: it, and then you decide what if you want to, where you want to put the wounds. So, you know, if you roll a three, maybe you try not to put it on them, or you put it on something else. But
1: oh yeah, you just he says you allocate d three mortal wounds that cannot be negated to that hero or to another friendly beast of chaos. Yeah. Yep. And then once per battle, they can fight a second time, but they get strike last on that. Right, and in the other book, they do pick an enemy within three inches and roll dice for each model in this unit, reach four up, the enemy takes a, a mortal boon. So they're just like 10 times better in this book. They're 110 in the Hedonites book, and they're 130 in this book. So for 20 points, they're just miles ahead. I would take I would take the Beast of Chaos version as an ally in my <laughs> Hedonites book, in my Hedonites army. Can you do that? I guess you yeah. could, yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: Okay, bulgors. Yeah. Okay, bulgors have the different weapon options, and it's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Their save characteristic is a four instead of a five. If they do take, um, the, the, shield the, the bull whatever. shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I like in this with this unit is, um, they've got the blood greed just like mm-hmm. the doom bull, but their war herd charge. He's got the alpha charge, right? Pick yeah. an enemy within an inch, roll a die, and on a two-up, that unit takes D3 mortal wounds at the end of the phase.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: On this one, you roll that for each model in the unit. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the same thing as because the, the Doom Bull's a unit of one. He's a hero. Mm-hmm. So when, when a Bulgore unit charges, yeah, each like model seven. rolls. Yeah. So on a two-up, that suffers a mortal wound. Mm-hmm. Now, it only does one mortal wound because they're not as it does D3 if you're a Doom Bull. Yeah. but a unit of three you're rolling for each one, and if, yeah. you, if you have more than that, you know so you're yeah double reinforced yeah. nine yeah, if you're, if you're playing a yeah, so it's I mean it's, 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 it's cool that they each get to do it, it works,' it's, it's flavorful, yeah um, but and the they, doom they, bull's they just, doing three, uh, well, he's doing D3, so he might yeah. not do three on his own, so right
1: and they have a truckload of attacks, so it's their blood greed rule, man. You're hitting, you have great weapons, and they're like two attacks each. But if you're in like a, you know, if you're running like nine, and you're in the Galician champions, mm-hmm. or not? Is it? Can you Can they be in that? They probably can. I'm, not yeah, they, I'm sure that they. I'm sure they can. So they fight half inch, half inch. So they can all fight. I mean, that's they do three damage with that rule. That's the, crazy. Yeah, and you've
0: got. Uh... Yeah, like I said, the, the different weapons they can choose. Cool. They all get attacks from their horns. Yeah. But then, yeah, you get the uh, the great axe, fewest attacks, but three damage. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the cleaving axe with the shield because it gives them that four up save, mm-hmm. which they need. But that's still that's uh, three attacks, fours by threes, one ren, two damage. It's yeah. not like whatever you pick, it's
1: not bad. Right. Yeah. This this unit is just a hammer. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. When you take you know, the most you could ever take is nine. And that's 36 wounds you got to get through. It'd be pretty expensive, but hey. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Maybe, wait, it'd be like 600 minus 15. <laughs> yeah, 580, 585. 585. 585 for a That's a lot. Nine. That's a lot.
0: That's a hammer. <laughs> Still a lot. I don't, you yeah. know. Yeah. Do you want to take a unit of nine? Where then you got guys who are in the back who aren't reaching, or you want to take three units of three?
1: No, I think they'd all. I think they'd all reach because you could go like a row of five or a row of five and a row of four behind them.
2: two-inch range maybe. It, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, in the in the book right now, in the if you're within a half inch of
0: a rune unit that's in a half inch, that's right. Yes. So yep. okay. Yep. Yeah, they'd all. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our monsters. Yep, that's the, the next now, big thing. I, the, like I said, we're there's a few things in here we're probably not going to hit. I don't want to hit necessarily all the stuff that's in the other books. We don't need to cover the yeah. Chaos Gargants and no, no, no. all the different Zangor stuff. Not that it's not that it's not important. I just I'd rather talk about like right now I'm looking at I want to hit the Chaos Spawn yeah, I mean there's four or five there's like
1: five monsters we should talk about. Right?
0: Yeah. And even some of the monsters like aren't those the same though? Or, but you know, except well, well the, the Gorgon is kind of the the main guy. Mm-hmm. But the Chimera and the JabberSlythe also get their own special monster's rampage too, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think right. that the, the one that's the most different is the Cygore. Well, let's well the Gorgon's
0: first, so let's just hit him fast yeah. and then get to the Cygore too. Yeah. Uh 16 wounds on a five up save. Yeah. Um, now he's got. He starts off with seven attacks, four mm-hmm. by two, one ren three damage. Yeah, and he can take a bite at you. Two of those attacks, fours by twos, one ren d six damage. Mm-hmm. Um, now after he's got a cool thing here, um, <laughs> so he makes his pile and move, uh, yeah. and he's got a swallowed hole. That's the rule. It starts off with three and slowly drops down to one model. Mm-hmm. You can uh, take uh, pick enemy models within three inches of this unit, equal to or less than the swallowed whole value. So you know, up to that many models. Roll yeah. a die for each. If it's greater than their wound characteristic, mm-hmm. it's slain. Yep. Yeah. So you can go crazy and pick four and five wound models and still try to get them. Or if you've got a couple of two wound models, rolling a three or better. Yeah. On up to three guys, Um, if the heals, yeah, it's slain and he heals how whatever the total wounds characteristics of the stuff you killed is. Mm -hmm. So he's eating them and healing up, which is really great. Yeah, Um, and then he's got his own special monstrous rampage. Uh, His rend goes up from one to two (laughs) until the uh, following combat phase. In addition, until the end of the following combat phase. Uh, or th- yeah, this is the following comment because you do this mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. If any enemy models are slain by attacks made by this unit, heal up to three wounds allocated to this unit after all of its attacks have been resolved. Yeah. So he's swallowing whole several models. Yeah. And then he's got he goes up to two rend and can heal up to three wounds.
1: Yeah. I mean if this he thing kills is, anything. Yeah, right. This thing's just all attack. Yeah. It's, it's it's just all offense. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be the... I, if I was playing against this army, this would be the first thing I would try to kill.
0: <laughs> well, with a five-up save, it's not that hard. No. That's that's the whole problem with this army, is that yep. it's all move my stuff in, hit from a bunch of places. You know yep. what I'm doing with this, though? I'm running the Gorgon in right next to my unit of... Uh, hold on. Let me look. go back here. Um... My gores. Mm-hmm. Because on Start a three, Strike last, yeah. Yeah. I got 20 gore that runs up to this unit right next to yeah. the gorgon. You've yeah. got less than 20 models. On a three-up, you have strike last. Yep. So my gorgon is going to punch and punch and punch and punch and punch mm-hmm. before you get that attack. These are the combos, though. This is the stuff yeah. that comes up that it's like, yeah. the army's actually a little complicated at parts it if is. you want it to work well.
1: I feel like in combo- hammer kind of this kind of thing like if one part of the combo breaks down you're just like oh no <laughs> yeah there's a oops
0: <laughs> moment
1: Uh-oh. oh I just failed that charge with my Gorgon and now my my Gores are in there by themselves
0: now we've got the Cygore the beautiful blind yeah, Cyclops Gore that always hated wizards and would always destroy wizardy stuff still does still does
1: Um, you now bind two spells
0: yeah, he's his horns can start at seven attacks. Threes yeah. by twos one rend two damage. He's got he can throw the boulder. Yeah, twelve inches threes by twos two rend starting at five damage. Yeah, so he can he can, he can do a little punch. What's great about him because he's still the sixteen wounds five up save just like, just like the uh, other guy. Yeah, but um, he's got an a consume endless spell. Monsters Rampage. Yeah. Pick it in the spell within six inches and roll 2d6. If it's greater than the casting value, it's dispelled, and you can heal a number of wounds allocated equal to the 2d6 roll. hmm So any endless spells around this guy, if he can roll high enough to dispel it, he gets all those wounds back. He literally yeah. eats the spell, like mm-hmm. they were talking about. Yeah. Pull the center of an incarnate and eat it and absorb its power.
1: Yep, and then he can also do uh, a time an enemy wizard within 30 inches successfully casts a spell and spells out bound, The caster just takes a mortal wound.
0: Yes. He's nearby. If you've got a ton of magic, if he's nearby, you're just taking mortals for for casting spells near him. Yes, 30 inches away. Plus, he can unbind two spells. Yeah. Just like he's a wizard.
1: I I like the Saigor. I think I it's do too. cool. And then then you can you have the you have a way to make him
0: a priest. Right. He's only two ten. The Gorgon is two forty. Right. This guy's. And if you're playing Quake Frey, which is the monster armies, because the Saigors are usually yeah. Uh these guys are battle line.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're play, yeah if you're playing Quake Frey, the Saigor become priests. Mm-hmm. So now they can actually. They can cast Bless. They can cast Heal. Uh, they can, it's, right? So, yeah. Because they, they, they pick up the prayers. They pick up the regular prayers and then they mm-hmm. pick up the prayer in the. Uh, it, on page C, yeah, the Earth Shatter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They can blow up the objectives. Mm hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot. I kind of like Quake Free. Kind of like it. I think it's
0: kind of neat. If you're gonna play, if you want to play some big monsters and stuff, that's that's definitely a way to go. But yeah, that's for for those super magical armies. I think the Sigor is a pretty cool thing to bring in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Sigor and Gorgon are battle line in that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you're only doing the one damage, the one mortal wound if they cast spells. But I'm unbinding yeah. to uh, people who like to tossing about. Um, Endless spells, especially you know the purple sun and stuff, have been are you know constantly going around. Although they did change yeah. it.
1: What if you have? What if you have three or four Cygors and a wizard casts a spell within thirty inches of all of them? Do so they take four mortal wounds? No. In addition, each time an enemy wizard within thirty of
0: any friendly units with disability. Oh, there's visibility. the word. Any yeah, unit. any's in okay. there. So. Got you. If yeah, otherwise that yeah, I'll just take four. <laughs> Try and cast it. I'm not even going to try to dispel yeah,
2: it. I'm, I'm just going to blow it. you up.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like the cyborg. Yeah. I think he's super cool. I mean, you could totally do monster mash with this. You could take a Shagoth as your general, mm-hmm. and just take yeah all monsters. It would be cool, and that'd be neat. It would be cool.
0: <laughs> um. Let's just quick mention the chaos spawn and the other ones. The chaos spawn here, I think, are better than the chaos spawn. They are. They got five wounds, a five-up save. They move 3d6. Yeah, 3d6. The most of us spawn move 2d6. hmm It That's can damage. run and charge. hmm And uh, it has 2d6 attacks. It's only fours by fours. It's one damage, no rend. But if you roll doubles for the 2d6 attacks, yeah. you get plus one to hit. You go down to threes to hit and wound. Right. So, I mean, for Chaos Spawn, which
1: it's just one little model, it's they're kind of silly. So, when you run and charge, you actually roll four dice? Um. So, essentially, Chaos Spawn move four dice, four D6. No, no, no. You move three D6. Yeah, but you run. What do you do when you run? You roll a D6, right? Oh, that's right. So, essentially, so, these guys move. Oh, so you can move four D6 because you can you run. Four, yeah, run and charge.
0: yeah. Oh, that's right. That's really 46? good.
1: 46. <laughs> and what's the average roll on 46? Uh, 13. 3, 6, 9, 12. Yeah. That's a, that's pretty fast. Yeah. And where are the chaos And they still spawn? get the charge 2d6. And I love how they're called <laughs> beast
0: of chaos, chaos spawn. Let's yeah. make sure they're not. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing gave spawn, they're battle line. Yeah. Um, you have to have your three battle line units minimum. Chaos spawn is a sixty-five point unit. Yeah, you can you can you can have all your battle line requirements done for a hundred and ninety-five points. Right, that's pretty cool. Two thirty to play three of the Morgite Chaos spawn. Yeah, they have, the,
1: they have a different battle. They have a different war scroll.
0: Yes, they do, and that's the thing that I want because theirs is pretty so they, interesting. They, actually, they just move straight ten inches. Yes, because they're not they're not quite as Crazy? Or I don't is, know. Okay, because they move 10 inches straight. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the crazy amount of attacks, but they do have eight attacks. Well, yeah. Eight okay. attacks. Threes, threes, threes
1: by threes. It's, I think it's their missile weapon that's nasty.
0: Right, but I'm just saying it goes from 2d6 at 4x4 mm-hmm. 4 4 to 8 at 3x3, 3 3, so you automatically yeah. get the thing for the doubles. Yep. The spew of corruption, though, d6 attacks. Threes by threes, one rend, two damage. And this two guys damage. can run and Oof. charge as well. Yep. So they can, yeah, 11 to 16-inch move.
1: They can't run and shoot, though.
0: No. They can run and charge, though, if you mm. need to get them into something. Mm. Yeah, but the D6 attacks with this, and they come, there's three of them. Yeah. Because you got to pick for 230, uh, minus one from attacks for weapons used by enemy units while they're within an inch of this unit. So, yeah, you push these three guys up by units, and they're minus one in combat because this stuff is, this is happening to
1: them.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it's pretty cool if you like Chaos Spawn.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, I, have a, I have been playing Zinch lately, so I actually have, like, I don't know, I have, like, five or six of them in my box because I keep, you know, you turn a lot of stuff into Chaos Spawn when you play Zinch. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, and like I said, it winds up being basically
0: about 10 points more per model, mm-hmm. and you have to take the three. Yeah. But that's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, the Jabber Slith. I love yeah. this model. I love the stupid uh, lore behind it. I just we'll I model. like everything about
1: it. Yeah, his rules are kind of meh.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the problem that comes in. It's like you got all this cool stuff and this cool story behind it, and then mm-hmm. all right, so it's ten wounds, four up, save. It gets now. It does have three a uh, uh, three shooting attacks. Yeah. Uh, three's it's by three's one D three. yeah. the yeah. uh, six attacks, threes by threes no red one damage. It's not all that great. Um, but roll a die each time a wound caused by an attack made with a melee weapon is allocated to this unit on a four up, the, so basically, <laughs> if you wound this thing on a four up, you take one back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel
1: like this is like a unit where you just like run it forward. use yeah. its use its ability. It's a monster's rampage and just like, you know, lower the rend on something and then just vomit it with something else. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, right.
0: Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, even it's it's monster's rampage. Once again, uh, pick an enemy hero within three inches. So I run it up to a hero. On a two to five, it's save is minus one to a minimum of six. And it's worse than the save characteristic. Yeah. So
1: this is not... It's not minus one to the save. It doesn't. It doesn't like yeah. Right. That's not minus one to the save.
2: Hmm.
0: So you're worsening the save characteristic by one to a minimum of six. On a six, you worsen it by two. Yeah, it's only on heroes too. Just like, eh. but that's what I want to get. I want to get that hero save down mm-hmm. to where I can pick off those few wounds, especially for a four. Uh, on, you know, a four up hero. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of these armies have five up heroes, you know. The so that one or two to the save is great.
1: Yeah, I just don't know if the jabber slice is going to be able to kill that dude. I mean, he's.
0: Well, I'm assuming there's going to be other things in there with him. He's in there to do the to do the thing. He's yeah to do the thing. Do you want to buy? Do you want to pay for that though? Like, right? This this is that stuff where people this is this is totally just to your play style. Are you going to do this or not? For sure. How much is the jabber? Buck sixty. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, but it all adds up. This is where I think that whole thing where it says you feel like you're
1: playing with a hundred or seventeen fifty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, the chimera is basically what you think it is. Just it's just all attack. It's just all damage. It's just yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> okay, and not only that, but it's
0: it's uh, it's monsters rampage. Yeah. Until the end of the combat, the following combat phase, plus one of the attack characteristics for its melee weapons. But all the attacks made with it must target the same enemy unit. Yeah. So if you're going to go, but it has 15 attacks. (laughs) 15 attacks, all right? They're all fours by threes. Okay, so now we're adding one to the attacks. Since it's four separate attacks, that goes to 19 attacks. (laughs) Yeah. Fours by threes. Some of them have rend, the damage varies. Yeah, th- three one. I mean, but that's brutal. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I said, this thing is just all attack. It's just it does, all attack. It all does damage.
0: It's uh, it's breath attack. It just d three mortals. Yeah, you don't D3. roll or anything. Yep. Like it's it, it is it does it does what it says on the on yeah. the package. It just yeah. attacks.
1: It just says, yeah. If you target this thing, it just dies. It's five up save twelve wounds. And that, again, again. But it's 185 points. It seems
0: a little more. I'm, I would probably, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then for some reason, they still have the cockatrice in here, which is not even a monster anymore. Nope, it's just a beast of chaos. Which is hilarious because the picture in the basic rule book mm-hmm. of the monstrous rampage mm-hmm. is, a, is, is a. Or no, of the titanic duel is a cockatrice fighting a chimera or something like that. So silly. And the chimera is not even a monster anymore.
0: What? Um. <laughs> now it does have it does have a cool rule if you want to play it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when it charges, it gets double the attacks, and its yeah. attacks aren't bad. It's got five no. attacks, threes by threes, no ren two damage. Yeah. So now you're up to ten attacks, threes by threes, yeah. no ren two damage. That's not bad. Nope. Start of the combat phase, picking an unit within six, and on a yeah. four up, it takes d three mortals, and if And if they actually allocate the mortals, they take any, Mm -hmm. until the end of the phase, only unmodified hit rolls of six for their melee weapons can score a hit. Right. That's actually not bad. No, it's cool. I come in, I got an enemy unit within six. On a four-up, it takes mortals, and if it actually takes any of those, it can only hit on sixes. That's a cool way to to translate, I think, the cockatrices.
1: Yeah, petrifying gaze, yeah.
0: It's 105, I mean, it's 105 points.
1: Yeah, it's low range. Six inches for that ability. But you're, kind of, it
0: moves yeah. 12. You're flying this right up. This is something that, once again, is going in, and I'm going to have this
1: one right behind a unit of the gourd. Yeah, it's meant to be a support piece. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's, like, some army lists out there. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Like, some people, like, were running, like, oh, I have, 15 cockatrices in my army. Oh dear lord. Yes. Yeah, well, they're
0: not monsters or behemoths or any of that stuff so you can. Yeah. Um You know what? I'm it's it is getting a little late and we've been talking about this. A lot of like I said the Zangor stuff, most of that is pretty similar it's, I think
1: to the book. It's all, it's all exactly the same as the Zang- Is the story. points the same? The points are not the same. Okay, is it cheaper or more expensive here? Much more expensive. Okay, so if you
0: want to take it it's more expensive. Which once again fits the lore. Yeah, I think you're paying for the Brayherd keyword. Yep. Because Says, yeah. it gets all the bonuses. But mm-hmm. once again, they're Zangor. Yeah. Nobody likes them. <laughs> That's true. You know, they don't but because they don't want you here. Because you have you have chosen. now I wish there were some Pestigor and some uh Corn Gore in here. Yeah. I am very sad that they're not because we've got all, we got three. We got five Zangor units, mm-hmm. and then we get one Slanesh unit, right? Yeah, and then that's it. And then they—I mean, the the Pestigors were the coolest. I actually loved those.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could you could just have them
0: and just say they're regular Gore, you know? Right, but, but I'm just—I mean, yeah, I just—but yeah. I liked those things it just seems
1: weird that those
0: guys don't make it but these do and i know the zangor stuff are cool new models but whatever
1: yeah well they don't actually have models for st anymore (sighs) i know it's not a thing
0: um any of the endless spells worth talking
1: about yeah which Um, ones do you like here so i like the horn Oh, there's a the the giant dirge, dirge or... horn. Oh, that's the yeah. thing that's,
0: yeah. that was supposedly blowed up. Mm-hmm. Cast on a six, 12 inches.
1: What does it do? Uh, extract one from wound rolls for attacks made by units in range of this endless spell. Wow. It doesn't affect Beasts of Chaos.
0: When this spell is set up, its range is six. At the start of each subsequent battle round, it is increased by six. Yeah, wow! So
1: it just, if I it just gets bigger and bigger, and just bigger keep and this out of bigger. the way. It's not yeah.
0: predatory. It just sits there. Yep. Okay, that's a pretty cool one.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It keeps your guys alive. It's a defensive thing. Yeah. Which is
0: rare in this book. <laughs> Minus one to wound them. Yeah, that's actually an important. Uh, mm. I think that one's winding up in almost all your lists, isn't it? Ah, uh, probably. How much is that thing? I don't know. Let's see.
1: It is 30 points.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in the list. Yeah. That's in the list.
1: Yeah, the uh, the, the ravaging Dire Flock, um, you you can't uh, issue rally or inspiring presence commands when you're near that thing. All
0: right. That's, and that's pretty cool. Roll a die each time an enemy model issues a command within six inches of this endless spell on a five up, it's not received. Mm-hmm. And the command point is lost. So you can't issue Rally or Inspiring Presence at all, and you roll for all the other ones.
1: Yeah. It's That's not bad such, for 40 points. But it's such short range. Six inches. Ugh. It, it's predatory, though. It can be moved up to eight inches. It can. So it's got a cast value. It's a range of 12. So it, can, so it goes 20. So it has a 26 inch threat range, which is good. Yeah. I mean, this is like a key. Like, if you were playing a lot of, like, uh, like Iron Jaws were like big in your area, Mm -hmm. you were playing, you would just bring this. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Because that that army lives and dies on its command abilities, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the Wildfire
0: Taurus, once it moves on a two-up, anything it moves over, it takes D3 mortals and strikes last yeah, to units one. within three inches of it. Mm-hmm. Once again, doesn't affect gate. So let's talk Herdstone and then wrap yeah. this up.
1: Yeah, because we have to talk about the Herdstone. It's important because it's really cool. It's a lot different, too.
0: So after you said that you got more than three inches away from other objectives and terrain features, Yeah, Standard, uh, it's so. impassable. Mm-hmm. You can't land on it. You can't be in it. You can't go on it. Um, from the start of the second battle round, improve the Ren characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly Beast of Chaos units on the battlefield by one. Yeah. That's, we haven't even talked about this. Well, yeah. That's yeah I, I kind of we forgot, like, I forgot to bring yeah. this up early, is that, yeah. yes, everything
1: is increased by one on these Rends. Yeah. So remember we were saying that they ha- the army has like low Ren so, this is kind of the mechanic that it, they use to get around it. Uh, it yeah. If you get up
0: to fourth battle round, it's Rend, rend increased two. by two. Yeah. So, everything... And it's, just, and it's just table. It's everything on the table.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: See, no wonder they're like, you keep it on there and keep people from trying to stop it from working. Because you got to find something to stop this from working. Yeah. So, at the start of the second battle round, Rend... By friendly beast of chaos units. So that's the whole book. Yeah. So your chimera is up mm-hmm. to two one and two rend. Yeah. Your shagas have one rend now. Your gorgons go from well, it's melee weapons, so go to two rend. Yeah. The bull and the doom pools are up to two rend. The gorgons at two rend. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like I said, like we were saying, like this book is all it's just all attack, 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 and I don't imagine that if you get to the fourth battle round, you're probably either winning or you're dead if you're a beast it could be a tight army. game you never know I, I, I guess, but this army is so all
0: your gores hitting with one rend starting at yeah. the game mm-hmm. the best of gores are hitting with two rend that yeah. herdstone's important,
1: man oh yeah so i if if these guys become kind of big, you know, you see a lot of these armies. You're going to start seeing
0: people bring stuff that can...
1: Yeah, you're going to have to start bringing stuff to go knock these down. Right? Yeah. Do your smash to rubbles. and. That's crazy. And that's kind of swingy, too, because some armies have you know, they have such access to that. Like, I mean, Luminats can do it, right? Those guys on the, those fox dude, the severance or so. whatever. he You can just blow it up. Just... Um, he does that. I mean, the Giants can do it. The Giants can do it. Um, there's a lot of things that can stop. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, wow. Zinch, the new Zinch uh, under uh, Warcry Warband, they can do it. Those Jade Idol guys, right?
0: I just feel mm-hmm. like this is a really like if you if you know how to play it. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. If you know how to play this army, I think this mm-hmm. army is is great. Yeah, I'd like to see. I think a for game. the casual, like I'm just trying to pick something out. There's <laughs> yeah. a there's you gotta know what you're doing with this yeah, army. There's a lot there's a lot of moving parts to this. But I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. But I, I like it so much that it's time to go <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired, man. It, yeah, I'm I exhausted. Yeah. I have not I have I haven't had a good night's sleep in like three weeks. Yeah. Apologies if we've been
1: yawning. It's late. <laughs> It's late. It is
0: late. And I got it's. it's Fat Tuesday tomorrow. I got to be up at five. I know. I got to be out of the door at five. Oh, I good gotta God. Go, I got to go pick a punch at the local bakery that I, oh. that I ordered for work. Oh, gotcha. I gotta, so I got to get that before I go to work. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Ugh. all right, let's wrap this up then. Um, yep. Let's thank the sponsors again the Chaos Arc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards. And then our Patreon sponsors, associate producers Jake C., James Brown, and The Old Man Yeti. Our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patrons, including Old Man Yeti, but not just him. Also, Liz Apke, Glenn Huntley, and Kyle Hinterwager. Um, Thank you all again for for being part of that 1% who makes Mm -hmm. this show happen. Um, We're going to be back in about... Three or four days <laughs> with yeah. our with talking uh, hobby, talking about all the new reveals, talking uh, just because I need a break from talking about a book. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, maybe I think we're going to have Todd on from Six Square, not Six Square, no, Todd from Grog because uh, um, they're opening a new location. They are. I'm excited. Exciting. I'm very excited. Yeah. And that's opening soon. So I want to get them on to talk about that. Yeah. Chris. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks for bearing with me through this I know you're exhausted
1: um, I feel like we picked up steam as the show went on
0: I'm, I'm just I find this It's it's so <laughs> <sighs> I think there's a little disappointment With this army book for me It seems like a ton of fun yeah. But it also like we said It has all that genericiness to it Like it's It's almost there mm-hmm. You know what I mean Like yeah. I like it um, I don't Love it I want to love it Mm -hmm. Um, I I could come to love it (laughs) But it's just I feel like it's It still lacks that personal Connection that the other armies that I feel to it
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's That's where my problem comes in There's all sorts of cool stuff you could do with this There's all sorts of great things Like I said picking the different great phrase is, Is a big deal Especially when Um you know, we just talked about all those different cool, uh, you know, the, those cool units, and the plus they're getting their plus one rend, and then mm-hmm. what is it? Then we coming up. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm looking for this. Um, and honestly, like the the one that gives you the 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 gave spawn their special ability, including the gibbering congregation. Eh. Yeah, the, the
1: more great. Yeah. So I, I'm. I for me, I, for I'm taking the great fray if if you're going to take a lot of bodies
0: if you're going with an actual yeah. huge for my,
1: for, yeah for my yeah my starting army if i had to do with what i have right now mm-hmm. i would probably take just the all herd cuz that's what yeah. i have that's what i have right now
0: the all herd just and it's it just feels really good
1: yeah if the, i had if i was asked to build an army kind of like what do you think's cool build a brand new army i think i would go quake Frey. i think i would just build all the monsters
0: yeah, um, honestly, if, if, if I, you know, you go through the special rules, and it, it has some interesting stuff. If you're really, you know, I think the Allherd is the easiest and the one that's the, the, the go-to, I think. Quake mm-hmm. fray can be fun, but it's just given one. It, the, it, the special rules, if we're just going purely on special rules for the different grade phrase, yeah. I think all Allherd has it hands down. I think so. Putting back all those models because you're going to have some gore in most armies, you know. Yeah. Gave spawn getting to take the extra those those cool chaos bone is okay. Um, being able to uh, use move one unit that's on the edge to a different edge, yeah. it's okay too. Um, getting the prayer, but you can only say any you can only say any prayer once per turn, right? That's less yeah. like spells. So you get cool earth shatter. And your Cygors get to get to say them, but, you know, once they again, get, I don't and think...
1: Get, and they get the other ones, too. They get blasts. Right, right?
0: but I'm just saying for this particular yeah. special for the Frey, I think the yeah. All Frey just hand you over know, fist nails if, it. Right,
1: if the Cygor in Quake Frey became heroes... That would be Well, they talk about generals like awesome. they're Saigur generals. And
0: I was thinking that I, that's the one mm-hmm. thing. I thought that the Great Frey you'd get to have a Saigur general. And I was like, if that, if you can do that, that's awesome. So when he yeah. wasn't a hero, I was like, oh, I kind of thought he would get to be the general for that. <laughs> yeah. Now I got to have a little shaman running around little yep. tiny shaman on foot running between all these big old monsters. I mean, right. you could, yeah, you can take the, you can take Shagath. the dragon ogre Shagath, but that's, yeah. you know. He's not really, he doesn't really fit the theme of it, right? It, none of it does. If you're going with a great fray, it seems like great, mm. all, well, I mean, he could, because you'd have your, you could put in your, you know, bull gores. I suppose you could have a doom bull general running with all could. the Cygors. Yeah, A doom yeah. bull general would work.
1: That would yeah, fit I mean, better. They they have the same keyword too. Right, right, right. You know, they're all war, all war they're all war herd. Mm-hmm. So all his, so all the bulgors abilities work on the Saigor and the gorgon. Like yeah. his 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 command ability works on them. Right, right, right. All
0: right. Um you got your you got your sound effects ready, my friend? Ready. All right. Folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful will know no despair except in
1: failure.